brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts, offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hey, what's up? It's Mr. Young. And it's for in the building. My brother, my brother. How are you, bro? I'm good. And we are joined by the one and only N-Boss himself, Gregory. Boss Gregory. In glorious How are you guys doing? In glorious post. Thank you, thank you. Thank yes, you. Yes, of course. Thanks for joining post. us, man. Yes, thanks for having me again. It's been a minute, bro. <laughs> long, long minute, but yeah. The, the, the last time we were actually all in the same room together hanging out was right before I think CB came into the picture, right? We, we were having yes. your benefit uh, charity event. You guys were commentating mm. on our Fighting Spirit show. So that was the very last wrestling Singapore had for, oh, yeah, for quite some right. time. Yeah. So we're all, we're all history makers here, I guess. <laughs> How many <laughs> months ago was it? It seems like forever ago, doesn't it? According to Farhan, Farhan says it's a minute, like, you know? So I guess okay, it's not well, long ago. One minute. <laughs> it's, it's, if I'm not wrong, it was end of February. I remember it was the it last was end of February. February. Right, it's right. the, the very last day of February. It was the, yeah. uh, the leap, year, leap year day February. Yeah. Yeah, one of the so, last few like you know things before everything just shut down. Yeah, it, right. It so. has been a good half a year, almost half a year, five months. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is so insane. Uh, Greg, how have you been doing? How have you held up? Um, I've been alright. I mean, I, I'm getting very used to working from home. So mm. everything's been set up. You know, got my ring light, got my meetings ready to go. Mm. Uh, been busy, sort of juggling two two jobs back and forth. So grappling Max and also my day job. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, no, overall it's been it's been busy, but I think we're adjusting. It's funny because you know the, the first half of Circuit Breaker was adjusting to Circuit Breaker. Yeah, and then the and anyway, hey, phase two is now, right? So now <laughs> we're all adjusting back to whatever Correct. this in between phases. So it's sort of like a limbo to a to a semi steady, then back to limbo again. So now I think we're coming out of that. Yeah, but are it, we though? I'm so afraid that you know cases will go up yeah. again, and then we'll have to go back. I mean, obviously, knock on wood, lah. You know that we yeah. don't, but it just doesn't seem very. Positive, especially, okay, Singapore, still all right. But like other parts of the world, like the US and other countries, it's like, whoa, this second yeah. wave is outrageous, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For you personally, how, how have you been, um, like you talk about routine that you set up for yourself. But in terms of wrestling, how, how have you mm. been grappling with this new reality? Um, at, uh, like running your promotion? 
Pun yeah, intended, I, I, uh, grappling. I, I see what I see what you did there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we've been grappling. I think not sure if you guys can recall, but uh, back at the start of the year, we were super ambitious, right? Mm. We were, I think we announced a whole year of calendar events all the way through to December. Yeah. Uh, so February we had just moved to our new Tampines place, right? So mm. from Juchet to Tampines, you know, big space, indoor, you know, like twice as big as we had before. Here's eight events all the way till December. Yeah. Uh, and then we would do grand opening, you know, like to start doing our new courses and everything, and then boom, COVID hits. Yeah. So you can imagine like <laughs> all those yeah. plans. You can plan for a lot of things in wrestling. Um, you can't really plan for something like that. Nope. Nope. So um, we're, we're, we're glad we could squeeze in fighting spirit just before, you know, so mm-hmm. that was pretty nice. Um, but after that, it was really back to back to the drawing board. You know, in a way, it was quite exciting. That- oh, I think we just hit a rough patch of lag here. Okay, let's ride this way through. I can, I can, I can see you fine. Yeah, okay, I, I think it's okay fine. now. Okay, yeah. All of a sudden, we, everything just okay? sped up. Okay, I think we're good. We're good. Sorry, please Re- continue. Reminds you of 2016. Um, yeah. <laughs> even, even the quality of the Wi-Fi felt like 2016. Um, yeah, so we knew that we had to keep going. We couldn't just shut uh, everything. I mean, obviously, we had to shut when Sports SG said we had to shut, right? Mm, but mm. Uh, once it said you can open, we were like, okay, yeah, but I'm sure there's a cat somewhere. So surely you go and read the fine print, T's and C's, NX A, NX B. Uh, you see, okay, contact sports can resume, but no grappling, uh, which is really bad for a company called Grapple Max. Right? Yeah. So no grappling. Uh, you can, like, striking, some light striking is allowed, you know, um, but that's the most you can do. Mm. Um, so what was good for us is all along we knew that we wanted to do a class that was no contact. Like mm-hmm. even before COVID, long before COVID, it was always there in the, in the draw- on the drawing board, but never taken up. Because mm-hmm. um, there are people we know who they want to participate in pro wrestling, right? But they don't want to take a bump, right? Mm-hmm. Or let, you know, not, not even touch somebody, you know, or get, get into a sweaty grapple, right? Not everyone is like us, lah, huh? Yeah. Um, so there is a market for that, which we hadn't spoken to so directly yet. Mm. And for us, we thought, you know, why not, instead of sitting back, right, oh, yeah, COVID-19, right, you know, why not take that and go, you know, why can't we move faster? The plan mm. is really there. You know, we have the, the seed of it. Why not start, just do it on a basic scale first. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is how we got to, to, to kick out, which I will talk about more later, I suppose. But we've been doing kick out classes now for the last, I think about three weeks since we reopened, uh, since phase two opened. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's pretty much been that for, for Grapple Max since that. Uh, so we're running training, uh, back, we're back to four days a week now. Mm. Uh, kick out classes um, yeah. of course grappling will be still quite some time for now I mean who knows how long it's going to be let alone let alone the shows right so yeah but we're making do with what we have so let, um, I mean let's sorry. talk about kick out so what exactly is okay. kick out about it's like non-contact but mm-hmm. it's still very wrestling based yes so it's, it's, a, it's completely non-contact so mm. we knew that there are a few key concerns right so definitely you know social distancing must mm. be there you can't you can't sweat on people you know back then you know you you hit all take down while <laughs> drip into your mouth that kind of stuff right <laughs> <laughs> the kind of thing you want to avoid especially in, in covid you know, covid and also post covid that's going to be concerns moving forward yep. uh, so it's non-contact it's it's combination of, uh, of of circuit training as well as uh sort of a hrd class mm. So we're doing it in two parts. So the, the first part of the class is stand-up drills. So stand-up uh, solo drills. Mm. So it's you almost like a fitness instructor sort of thing where the coach is there, you know, giving you instructions, demonstrating the moves, you're doing the moves. Then after that, you move to the ring. And the ring, we are envisioning it as one gigantic gym equipment. Mm. So you may have seen what we're doing on some of the videos. Like we're using the ropes as like you know, pull-ups. You know. And pull-ups is tied to skinning the cat, if you can yeah. imagine, right? You yeah. can pull up, you know, that same muscles you're using to pull up. So the key thing for us was, can we make a workout that is non-contact, but 
crucially, because there's a lot of fantastic workouts out there that's not wrestling, right? So why come for kickout? Why come for grapple max, right? So the key thing was it has to be fun. Mm -hmm. It has to appeal to wrestling fans, right? Because that's yeah. the key thing, right? So before we were, we were quite focused on, okay, everyone come and try. But with kickout, it's more focused on you wrestling fan, you know you must get fit in some kind of capacity. Why not come and do it like this? Mm. You come down, you will feel like you're training like John Cena, like The Rock, like Hulk Hogan, like a grapple max wrestler mm. without any of the risks, without any of the impact. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's the main focus of what we're doing with Kickout. No. Do, do you feel that it's a, in a way, even though you are focusing on the wrestling fan, but making it such a, there's minimal contact and there's the, mm -hmm. the, the safety portion as well. It's kind of making it even more accessible for non wrestling fans even. Because more, that's one of the fears, right? They don't want to take a bomb. Uh, yep. They don't want to get hurt. You know? Yep. Uh, it's mm -hmm. basically like boxing HIIT. You are mm -hmm. not boxing the other person, but you are actually yep. working on an equipment. Is that what yeah. you had in mind? And you still have that good feeling of, of punching something or doing, mm. a, <clears throat> doing a wrestling. Yeah, exactly. So for us, it wasn't, <clears throat> it wasn't the intent when we first had this in mind. It was more to be like, okay, hey, it's for wrestling fans to come down. Um, but what surprised us was we had some of our students come back and then they did the class and they said, hey, actually, I can see my girlfriend coming to join me in this. Like she won't have come down before in the old classes because it's like, it's wrestling, right? Mm -hmm. But this one looks like, this one looks like her existing, looks like her bar class or it looks like her, her, her yoga class where it's, it's just me and it's designed such that <clears throat> I can come down with zero prior experience and I can still do maybe 80% mm. of what we're demonstrating. So for us, it's a very key planning, uh, planning goal for kickout, which was everything, you, everything we do in kickout, it must be, must be okay for drop-ins to come and do. Mm -hmm. so that's why you see there are no bumps there's no mm -hmm. rolling there's no uh, you know uh, vaulting over the ropes yep. the key thing is you come down and I, I show you I, I demonstrate for you you know in 10 seconds you get a rough idea mm -hmm. now correct you from there which is, which is the same as going for a HIT class right or, or yep. going for a Zumba class even right mm -hmm. you don't learn all the Zumba moves in advance or at least I don't like you know I don't know about <laughs> you guys <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it's what you see the guy, you follow your arm, swing here, swing there, and you're okay, I'm doing Zumba. You know? mm. So for us, it's a similar concept. You know, we're doing basic, you know, I step here, I step here, I throw an elbow, I duck, I come back. It's similar to shadow boxing in a way. Mm -hmm. but, mm. but framed in the concept of pro wrestling. Right. So like, like shadow pro wrestling. La. <laughs> to an extent, yeah. But yeah. I think, I think where our value add is, right, is we, we contextualize it for you. So right, we'll tell course. you, okay, so this one you're doing makes sense. You know, imagine you're a start of a match, you know, you do your pose first, then you mm. face off the other guy, you sidestep, you know, you dodge a, a single leg takedown, drop yeah. to the ground, you know, then from there you, you go around for a waist lock, blah, 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 blah. Mm. So we, you know, and imagine from there you get back to your feet, right? You take a bump, so you go to the ground, right? Mm. Get up again, shoulder block back to the ground. So you know, you kind of can visualize yep. and extend what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's before even going to the ring. And then the ring, you start to incorporate things like, you know, climb to the second rope, do a pose or twist your core. Mm. And imagine a second rope is not that stable. Huh? It's quite right. a uh, bouncy, right? So you're okay. up there, hands, hands off the rope, you know, use your core and tighten up. You know? ah. But you feel like you're doing a pose, right? Right. And we even chose the corner in, uh, in, gym, in our venue that faces the crowd. <laughs> so you really feel like, oh, you know, this is, yeah, you know, and we yeah. always say, you know, do your favorite pose, you know, do your Randy Orton, do your Triple H, whatever you want to do, just go out there and you can do it. Um, so the key thing is it has to be fun, right? Mm. You must go in there and feel like, wow, them shooks, yeah, just work out. And, and yeah. the name Kick Out, in fact, didn't come from us. It came from one of our students. Mm. Mm. <laughs> what was the original name? Running, uh, we had a lot. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't, yeah, there were a lot, there were a lot. Okay, but the, okay. Kick Out came about because we were running online classes. So we were testing Kick Out with online classes. Mm. It was called Grapple Fit, actually. Oh, okay. Or Wrestle Fit. Wrestle yeah. Fit, Grapple Fit. Uh, 
but we thought grapple fit people would still think what well, grapple so cannot lie. yeah um so we were we were testing workouts online with some of our students and this guy one guy kept saying after every class well this one got kicks yeah this workout <laughs> kicks yeah every time got kicks yeah we thought, there's something there you know what what works for our our this kind of work you know and kick out felt very defiant very you know very like you know i, I don't want to give up yeah so we figured it yeah. made a lot of sense you know to, to what mm. we're doing yeah I, I i love the similarity you know kick out kick to the gut I feel it's mm-hmm. all, we're all synergy. In the same oh, we, we, we planned it all along. Yeah. yeah. We got that synergy <laughs> going, bro, you know? Cross branding is where yeah. it's all there, right? I, I, yeah, I, got a, I got a I question regarding, um, you know, like there's different segments of your kick-out workout. Um, mm-hmm. The ring has been a very recent introduction to Grapple Max, as we all know, right? Um, yeah. And now you're kind of utilizing it in a very cool way, um, making a part of the element of this kick-out program. Do you feel that the, the ring has become and uh, increased appeal to people who are, you know, prospective uh, interested parties to Grapple Max. They want to be in the ring and they are willing to uh, be open to any sort of classes that, that pertains to that. Yes. Um, good question. So the ring definitely has been something. So I know we've been going on with, you know, without a ring for so long. Uh, but I think once you have the ring, people, people associate that with, with something, with action, with wrestling. Mm. They want to be in there. They want to touch the ropes. They want to they touch the corner. Is it really so hard, so soft? They want to feel what a ring feels like. Um, so currently, we're based in a place called Gym Craft, which is uh, it's primarily a kids' gymnastics gym. So one thing we had to do when we first opened was we had to make sure we had very clear like signage to say, don't enter the ring. Because mm. all the kids will come into Gym Craft, right? Yeah. And all they're, supposed, <laughs> they're supposed to go for their, for their gym class, right? Yeah. They will run straight for the ring and jump in there. Like, oh, no, 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 stop. You know? There's a lot of metal, a lot of wood in there. Um, so there is that appeal. I think there's, there's a very pure visual mm. uh, appeal to having a ring. Um, and also, I think it helps that our ring is, is probably the largest in, in, in Singapore and probably the near region where we have a six-meter ring, the same size as the, uh, as the New Japan ring, for example. Mm. Um, so what this means is it's really great for safety distancing. So we can mm. have, you know, literally have four guys on all four corners doing a different circuit at any one point in time. And the coach can be in the middle and we mm-hmm. all have enough space to, whoa, stay back, stay back, you know. Um, so I think the key thing is we want to give people that peace of mind. That, mm. that you're training, you know, we, we've taken a lot of safety and a lot of uh, consideration into keeping you safe. Uh, of course, we do all the cleaning, you know, uh, uh, we have a wrestling dummy, which we use for, for slamming and for, for striking. And the dummy gets wiped down every session as well. We'll clean the mats. Um, so it's everything like, it's really, it's, it's keeping it fun, but also people, especially now in this, in this very worrying times, mm-hmm. they need to have that reassurance that, you know, when they come down, there's nothing else to worry about. You know, mm-hmm. already it's so stressful. You, you want to come down and just, you want to know that I'm taken care of. And this is what we want to do. I think it's a great idea. It's great that you're doing that. So in terms of like Grapple Max and, you know, like you said earlier, you had all those plans lined up. I remember the poster that Najwan the made. Avengers one. Avengers style, like phase two, <laughs> phase three thing, right? Yes. Um, so where, where does Grapple Max stand now? Because oh, obviously we have no idea when we are going to, you know, be able to go watch live events. Yeah, you, you can't imagine how, how it felt because uh, yeah. uh, we really, we really, because I mean, before we came along, sorry, before we came along, mm. uh, normally you see companies, not just us, but most companies around the region, they were announced probably at best, maybe about five, six months in advance. Yeah. Uh, so, and because usually there's a lot of issues and it's by no fault of their own, right? But mm. there's a lot of issues with planning, logistics, you know, locations, bringing in your, 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 um, your talent. Booking. Yeah. Booking everyone, right? Yeah. Um, so we really planned really hard. So we, we had the venues lined up. Uh, anniversary show in December was mm. going to be a two-day event. Right? First day was oh. going to be a match show. Second day was going to be a ring show. Uh, we even had the talent lined up, mm. you know, which I think we'll come to in a while as well. Mm. Um, 
so so we, we planned a lot of things, you know, and, and you can imagine how it felt for my team where as we were, okay, maybe, maybe we'll open next month. Maybe so we were one by one we'll cancel. Okay, house party, cancel. <laughs> Uh, showcase, uh, what are we now? Showcase 13, 14, cancel. Oh, yeah. man. Marina Bay, Marina Bay, the text from oh, the Marina man. Bay team oh. saying uh, Marina Bay slams been pushed next year. Oh, okay, cancel. Right, so you can imagine how that feels, right? That was yeah. tough. Yeah, that was tough. So if you're asking me now what we're going to do, um, I I believe there are, there are ways if we really wanted to go back to putting on some semblance of wrestling shows, we could find a way to work with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the question really is how, how responsible would it be? Like, you know? I mean, right now, sure. we're also mm-hmm. unsure about this and you know, our guys are not, again, we're always upfront about this. Our guys are not paid athletes to do this. Mm-hmm. We're all doing it because we love it. Uh, they're all my, my customers and my students. So to yeah. say, hey, go in there. We need a show. Can you go in there and do a match for me? It's, it's tough, right? And, and yeah. I, don't, I can't put it on myself to go and tell them to go and do this. Um, uh, so that's the key thing. We, we want to get back to it, but... Um, we can't at this point in time. So the key thing now is just to make sure everyone keeps their keeps their ring shape, and you know if they can help us build this new community as we go along. Because I think for us that's always been key, right? So no matter mm. what, with even without the wrestling, even without the bumps, I think you guys have seen house party before. I mean, you may have come for one or two. Uh, even though it's supposed to be just for you know for new customers and for the guys who are performing on house party, you will have guys who have, we haven't seen for three four months and they just join in. Hey, I'm mm. coming and join the join the house party. So we had that community. You know, they want to just hang out, hang around there, and just talk. And even that is not not really allowed now, right? In, in yeah. the COVID situation. So it's, it's tough for us. You know, it's, it's how do we maintain the community? How do we maintain the guys' ring shape? How do we keep the fans engaged? Um, there's a lot of stuff going on which we're planning, but it's just, it's tough. Yeah. Uh, with COVID affecting such a huge part like of your core business, you know, um, mm. the, the training, the, the shows, uh, the interaction, you see the community <clears throat> expect of the company. Like, do you, do you, is it still a figuring out process in terms of how do you adapt to this new normal or or you you took that time that break and you really mm. managed to sit down with like your core team and kind yeah. of laid out the vision going forward or is is this, is this your figuring out as you go along i mean we've always been figuring out we're always, we're always a startup so every single day we go in we are we are experimenting we are improving we haven't hit full success until we are a completely profitable company right mm-hmm. so until i'm paying i mean it's not about the money but until we can pay the team, we can pay our coaches like a full competitive salary. Um, I don't think it's a success just yet, right? Mm-hmm. So, so until we are in that kind of state, fully stable situation, um, we can't stop experimenting. Mm-hmm. Answer that question. Um, but but we're not we're not just flying by the seat of our pants, right? So so we have a plan in mind. Uh, the moment we uh, entered Circuit Breaker, the plan was let's sit down, let's draw, let's draw a roadmap. Let's have drawer plans, right? Let's, let's have plans so we know, okay, the moment they announce phase two is up, we're moving into phase three, you can resume some level of contact. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause, and MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 
91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. This is the plan moving forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So phase two caught us all by surprise because phase two, if you guys can recall, right, they announced it with a super short amount of time. Right. It, was it was like, like five four, days. five days. Yeah. Yeah, it's so crazy. Yeah. Suddenly all the gyms are open. Um, so for us, that was, that was tricky. Yeah. Mm. So, because we were planning to reopen end of July, oh. and I think they announced that what the second week, third week, June. Yeah, yeah. So suddenly yep. we're like, oh crap, guys, we have to bring everything forward by six weeks. Um, so if we hadn't had that plan ready all along, we mm. could have activated so fast. You know, Correct. you can see the moment they announced it, we were announced. I think three, four days later, hey, yep. kickouts open, mm. new logo, new brand, ads were ready. Um, it's because we've been preparing for this all along. Mm. Nice, mm. nice, very nice. Yep. Mm. Do you, do you look at um like the rest of the industry in terms of wrestling and you see certain uh <laughs> certain approaches to this in the uh to this pandemic that you 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 choose to take from and some that you know that that wasn't really such a good example of how they're continuing mm, let me see how i can respond to that question um I, th I think everyone's been very busy i think if you look at uh uh, our recent game changes. We we, we did we did a, a panel discussion called game mm. changes, and we had we had people from promotions from around the region. So we had Shalkat from IPW, we had guys from the Philippines, you know, guys from uh, from India, Wrestle Square. Um, everyone has got you know wildly different plans on how to get out of this. Uh, you know, Vietnam, for example, they just got out of the pandemic. <clears throat> I mean, they, I think they just opened up a few uh, a few about a month back, right? So they had mm. the first show. They're they're working up towards the first ring show. Um, so that's happening. You know, I think Malaysia at MyPW announced they're working with the government now, right, to uh, to have it recognized as a as a sport. Yeah. Uh, and that's super exciting. So congratulations to Shalkat as mm. well. That's really yeah. exciting. Um, uh, I, I think I think everyone's trying different ways to keep it running, but the different responsibilities, right? So for mm -hmm. us, the key thing is we got to pay the rent, we got to pay the guys, we got to keep people engaged. We know if we just stay silent and drop off for five to six months we'll lose a lot of people, right? This is the same for any kind of industry, wrestling or whatever you're doing. The moment you drop off, that's it. People will go somewhere else. They're going to go to whoever else is running, right? Yep. Not even yep. within pro wrestling, they're going to go to whatever, Evolve, go to any other MMA or whatever they want to watch. And that's it, right? Mm -hmm. Our three years of momentum all just out the window. Mm -hmm. um, so we're always looking around. Uh, we're looking both within and, and, and outside of pro wrestling. Mm. because we're all in the same boat right now, right? right Especially yeah. the contact sports. We're all in the same thing. We are, yesterday I was meeting with an MMA gym as well and I was saying, how, how are you guys coping? Same thing, right? All mm. no contact. Customers are, yeah, half are a bit, well, not so sure, but half are very keen. 
So how do you draw another half of people? You know, okay, the maths doesn't work out, but you know what I mean, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're always looking around. Right? We, we know that we don't have all the answers. If we did, we would be you know, millionaires by now. Mm-hmm. Not. Yeah. Uh, do you have any opinion on how the WWE, AEW, and even New Japan, they're handling this whole situation? And New Japan, even going back to uh, like actual crowds, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe New Japan first because that's the most recent on my mind. Mm. Uh, it's first of all, it's weird because crowds yeah. are crowds are essential to wrestling, as I think I'm sure most of us would, right. would recognize. Yeah. Uh, for me, it was even weirder to watch Dominion and to see like <laughs> you know there are faces in the crowd. You know, you yeah. can see from all the all the white face masks, but you don't hear a thing. So right. what I read was they were they were told not to not to cheer. Because oh. of you know the aerosols. Right. So it was really weird, right? So it's this 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 discordance or this dissonance between what you see and what you don't hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but they're working with what they have, you know. I think the trickiest thing again is mm. nobody knows what's gonna happen. You know, we can plan all these things and we can open up shows again and then touch wood, you know, next month, boom, down again. Correct. Um, so it's tough. Uh, New Japan is trying what they can, they're they're taking measures, but even now, I mean Tokyo is going back into some level of lockdown as well, right? So, yeah. Um so, so who knows, right? Are they doing the right call? I mean, honestly, these are all businesses, right? Mm-hmm. That at some point they have to answer to shareholders. Um, Correct. If they don't run a business, I mean, sure, right? But then what happens to their earnings report? They have exactly. to run something. Yeah. Um, WWE, I mean, they had a lot of flex, so I don't want to jump on that any more than I have to. Um, mm-hmm. There was a lot of noise about not enough testing and, and, and or rather no testing, if I recall correctly. Right, yeah. And keeping the like these positive tests quiet as well. There was that yes. rumor that when Renee Young mm-hmm. Kana, she was told not to tell anybody, but then she went and told people lah. So you know. Yeah, it, it's do, so do crazy, you, you know. So, <clears throat> do you hear about the the most recent story coming out of WWE that uh, they only instituted the wearing of masks after a meeting mm. between Kevin Owens and Vince McMahon? Do you hear about this? No so, man. <laughs> Kevin Owens was the one who pushed for it, is it? Uh, yes, correct. So uh, Kevin Owens actually had a one-on-one meeting with Vince McMahon, and he said he doesn't want to work the shows. Because he's oh. been like a very uh, strong advocate for this uh, wearing of masks. Uh, mm. If you guys hear, heard the story, his wife's mom, basically his uh, you know mother-in-law, actually passed away from the virus. Mm. And I think he posted like a video on Twitter, like in his car, um, you know, talking about how it's very very important. So Vince McMahon actually asked him, so what would make you stay and work the shows? And he said like you guys gotta institute some sort of policy, you know, in the in the, in. Uh, among the the people the spectators that's watching like the trainees mm. like get them to wear masks, and mm. and then he said okay so if you wear masks is that something that will keep you you know keep you to Happy, still yeah. work work the shows and all that and then he said yeah but and then he actually asked this is very weird a boss asking the employee what, what how do you think we can enforce this to make sure people wear masks and then he said yeah you go do a fine system like how mm-hmm. you know mm. you know like people get suspended for you know. Uh, the wellness policy and that kind of stuff. So it's not so much about the fact that it was Kevin Owens who was the one that drove this new change in policy for WWE. It's the fact that it had to come from an employee themselves to institute the change instead of the person on top. But I mean, if you look at the way things are in the US, right? Even their big head honcho, we're talking about the president. Like when he finally wore a mask, it was a big deal, right? There was this whole thing about wearing a mask makes you look weak uh, and it's always a power play with him. So I can totally see Vince McMahon is the same type of person. He doesn't look weak in front of people, right? So 
yeah, is, and that is has, this is this liberty equals freedom equals non wearing of masks? Yeah, the whole ridiculous. Choice, yeah. yeah, it is personal choice, and we it's keep so talking crazy. about it as being respecting other people, <laughs> not spreading the disease. And I don't know if you saw the news the other day. Florida recorded like the highest jump or some ridiculous. Yeah. In Florida, <laughs> this is where the WWE yeah. Performance Center is, and they have the most number of cases. So yeah, yeah like I mean, with it's New not Japan. No, it, it doesn't. <clears throat> New Japan, they actually stopped for a while, right? And we talked yep. about it on the show. I guess we can understand. Yes, l- like you said, it is a business. You have to answer the shareholders and there's that whole momentum thing. If they stop pro- uh, promoting live shows, AEW will definitely catch up if they continue doing mm-hmm. it. So I get it. But at the same time, when you hear these stories about how there are no safety measures in place and it took like finally somebody speaking up, it's like, really? Wow. That's kind of crazy. But then you me. think, but then you think it's WWE. You say like, yeah, it sounds like WWE. So I suppose that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, you know, so it's you know, really <clears throat> the repetition precedes them. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, so yeah. I'm I'm wondering for you especially, is it hard to watch? You know, like countless shows, like watching, like not just AEW or WWE, just mm. just the whole vibe because it's yeah. such an important element of a wrestling show. Mm. I mean, we, we, we tried one, right? I mean, you guys commented yeah. on, on, on one. So you know how it felt. I mean, even for that one, <clears throat> the original plan was to have totally no one in the crowd at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we realized, wow, that's really weird, man. But we even thought, you know, should we put like, like empty chairs so it looks like there was an arena before? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then, someone, then someone told me, wow, it looks like a tie. Very funny. I can oh, <laughs> right. I was like, oh, yeah, that's true. Let's not do that. Um, so in the end, we had all the trainees, you yeah. know, uh, all, all the non-performing trainees in the crowd. So we we also recognized that you know you gotta have some kind of sound. If not, you're performing to to open mm. silence. So in a in a way, we kind of predated what WWE is doing. You know, with yeah. having the trainees in the crowd. Um, yeah, I mean it's crucial. It's weird to like I said, it's weird to watch. Even Dominion was weird because you don't hear anything. You know, mm. the most you hear is just some polite applause. You know, um, but what are you gonna do, man? You know, the opposite is is you know no audience or <clears throat> or no shows yep. right and and if you want to go truly completely responsible the answer is no shows mm-hmm. but then what you know so and i haven't got the answer man. like even we are trying to figure it out mm. as a as a wrestling fan personally mm. do you think that you have preferred to have no shows at all like to have a hole in storylines across the board across the industry and just mm. wait until we wait out this whole pandemic or you felt that as much as you hate to admit it that wrestling escapism really was something that was, according to WWE, essential in getting you through mm. these tough times. What was, what's yeah. that? It's hard for me to say because I'm, I'm invested in this as well. But mm. uh, it, it's, it's really down to what your, what your timeline is looking at, right? So if you're looking at the next two months, right, do I need wrestling in my life to keep myself happy, actually? Yeah, I mean, it's always good to have around, right? Um, sh- should they close it? Yes. The truly responsible answer is they should close everything, mm-hmm. right? Um, but then you look at it in a six month, one year time frame. You know, what if this carries on for six months, for one year, for two years, touch with, right? Let's really hope not. Um, can can all these companies we love, right? And the people who do depend on them for their livelihood, can they survive past mm. this timeline? Because everyone's got some level of comforts in the bank, right? How long can WWE hold on, right? Maybe they're fine. How long can New Japan hold on? How long can AEW hold on? You know, how long can Tony Khan keep just paying this 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 place to run, but nothing, no money coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, WWE has alternative revenue streams. You know your your merchandise, your licensing, all their libraries of stuff. I think they just bought like was it Evolve or someone, right? They bought some other yep. big company. Mm-hmm. So they, they have all these they can go and license, right? They got money to go and license and go and make money back. AEW hasn't got that yet, yeah. right? So what are you gonna do, right? Sure, shut down, do the right thing. Six months they're gone. Then what happens? You know. Um, so I don't know, man. Like it's it's hard to say. 
I want wrestling back, but I want it to be back in a sustainable way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, if, so I think for Grapple Max, we're lucky in that we've always diversified our revenues here, right? and mm-hmm. we haven't got a lot of treasure to to cover a lot of costs because again, we're always a very small startup. But the good thing is we have pivoted entirely to away from shows towards just you know community and and fitness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But some companies haven't got that luxury. Right. Understood. Yeah. Mm. Um. What one other thing I wanted to ask was, you know how. For us, especially, we've been reviewing shows, which is you know, where there's no one in the crowd, and um, as the as the podcast is all still ongoing as it is, uh, it's it's tough for us to watch two shows. Like there is really no spark. Um, yeah. it, it, it it's it's not just the atmosphere. It's something to do with like the storylines as well. Um, the lack of uh, some of the wrestlers are not working, so they have to work around that. Uh, they have to work around um, especially in WWE's case. They are, there's such an influx of new stars. They have to build stars during this period as well. They can't rely on, you know, like the John Cena's of the world to keep the viewers going. So, like, if you, as a, as a booker as well, because, you know, uh, with what you're doing with Triple Max, what, how do you see, like, a company like this sustaining? And I'm not, just not talking about the COVID aspect of it, but sustaining in terms of keep, keeping the storylines going, keeping, mm. keeping the fans invested, like you said, in the product. Yeah. So can you imagine um can you imagine the, the inglorious formation in front of no audience for for yeah. example, right? So I mean just starting uh, yeah. from our frame alone, right? Imagine that with no audience. Um a part of the training for any wrestler is audience engagement, right? So any other sport, it's about you and your performance, right? And people watch you and they judge you for that. Right. But in wrestling, it's about listen to the crowd, you know, if they're doing this, do that. If they're not doing this, do something else. Um so it, it does change how you book things because because you know even WWE right they're quite they're quite responsive sometimes the audience don't want this guy they will they will listen for a while they might change the booking accordingly sometimes they don't right yeah. to to yeah unless Vince McMahon really wants it a to happen then they will just shove it down your throat <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah you know even now right I mean like 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 Drew McIntyre you know his WrestleMania win right was like the most wet fart of, of yeah. title wins of all I mean as we all like I'm sure we all felt it we're like oh yeah. yes. But, and it's true, no one's fault, you know, it's definitely not Drew McIntyre's fault, it's, mm. it's no one's fault of their own. Um, but even that, I guess, would change their bookings, right? Because now I think they're, they're probably going to wait to give him that one big chance in front of, to celebrate mm. in front of a real audience. So for all you know, that might extend his title reign for yeah. who knows how long, you know, for him, to, for him to win it now and then lose it to no audiences throughout, it's kind of a... A waste for his potential. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is where like, I think, yeah. So this is where yeah. it might affect the booking. Which also <laughs> makes which also makes the product very predictable, lah. In that, yeah, yeah, you know he's not gonna drop it to Dolph or there's <clears> nobody <throat> credible. You know, he's gonna have to hold it for a while. Yeah. Yeah, that, that that's the point I wanted to add on to. The fact that now essentially WWE and other wrestling companies should be in a holding pattern because they want to save all their big moments, their big surprises for when it's crowds, correct? Um, and, and like Young said, it makes everything very predictable. But then, you also have to keep debuting new stars. Like for example, mm. the entire uh, Otis storyline played out to no fans, you know, yeah. especially yeah. in the later days. Um, there's, then there's also this introduction of cinematic matches. So, <laughs> how, how, how do you think, like, what's your thoughts on how these companies have been adapting to the situation? What's your thoughts on cinematic matches especially? Well, that's a broad question. Okay, so specifically cinematic first, I guess, or sure, sure. Yep. probably that lah. Huh? Mm. Cinematic matches, um, hit and miss. Yeah. Right? So <laughs> I think I think we, we all I think most of us would agree. I think Boneyard was was pretty awesome for what it mm-hmm. was. 
Um, it, 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 it's not wrestling per se. Yeah. But then again, what? But then again, what is wrestling? Right? Wrestling is, right. is 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 two people performing a fight for your entertainment. Mm. Was it two people? Yes. Was it a fight? Yeah, I guess so. Was it entertainment? Definitely. So <laughs> I guess it was wrestling, right? I mean, um, so that was fine. You know, then you have things like the Gagano Champa blow off that went on. Like that match was like forever. You know, mm. and, and um, it was cinematic, but I'm not sure if it worked for because Jazz is like a super heated you know blood feud if you guys yep. recall how long that, that feud went for right and yep. and to have that kind of super long match you know even like with alternate edge at Wrestlemania right for it to go on that long with no audience it's, just, it's really hard to watch because like you know that this was designed yeah. for a crowd reaction this was designed for a pop yep. You well, know, not just getting now is yeah. Sorry, go on. Yeah, not just no uh, crowd, but I don't know. If you remember, there were no commentators during that match, which was the biggest oh, problem. Yeah. Uh, Money in the bank, same thing as well. And I bitched about it for the longest time. The fact that if they just added the commentators to react to give some sort of action, you know, like excitement to it, like especially yeah. Moro Ronello, I think it would have worked. Mm. But yeah, it was just quiet, and it was like mm. it's like I guess they were trying to go with the whole oh yeah, you are watching a real fight sort of a vibe but we are yeah. not but you know I mean, people get throw, thrown off the roof of oh god like, yeah. <laughs> yeah no you you, you definitely want <laughs> yeah you definitely want Corey Graves to like scream or something when you know Alistair Black is thrown yeah. off the roof right yeah, the, uh, did you, yeah. but on the flip side as well if I were to play devil's advocate mm. do you think like the interest of the creativity portion because they're kind of mm. back into a corner and they kind of have to take certain risks yeah. so what, what, what's your, yeah. what are your thoughts on some of the more Outlandish cinematic uh, matches that's been happening. The mm-hmm. Fun House match, for example, or on AEW oh, side, like, yeah, that. Stadium. That was, that was amazing. Yeah. Um, stadium, I only saw bits and pieces. Like I can't say, I only saw the one of of of, of Guerrero running. running <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I've only that's I've amazing. only seen that, that meme. To be honest, um, like you said, it's a risk, right? And mm-hmm. and with with a risk comes some level of you know it might horribly screw up. Um, I appreciate that they're trying, you know, and mm. if you look to Japan, this is something that DDT has been doing for years, right? DDT has been doing ridiculous outdoor matches in wherever for years, you know. Um, they, so it's they, not they've had new... fights in the ponds and lakes as well, right? If I'm not wrong. <laughs> they've had fights in a water, water park, they have an animal fight in a garden, you know, in, in a park <laughs> that stretches across the whole park and finishes in some, some car park. Um, oh my god, yeah. All, all, kind, all kinds of stupid shit goes on in DDT matches and they're all amazing. Mm. So it's not new, right? So I'm all for these kind of really unusual match settings. And even when you play the WWE games, right? There are all these mm. funny like funny settings for, 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 for the matches as well. So it's all there. Um, but like I said, there are some which simply don't work because the field doesn't, doesn't match mm. the, the way that they chose, the, the way that they chose this this cinematic style right um you mentioned fun, fun house i think fun house was amazing right i think mm-hmm. if you if it's true that some things change as we get older but if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia brain fog moodiness and weight gain you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging and with midi health you can get help and stop pushing through it alone the experts at midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause and MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. 
brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. You are someone who is who is invested into the character of John Cena, right? And you know from a very meta standpoint yeah. what he's been doing for the last 10, 10 plus years. That match made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a match, you know, but again, back to my point, it's still wrestling, right? It was mm-hmm. tied to wrestling. It, telling a story between two wrestlers, to me, it was, it was pretty much wrestling. Like yeah. DJ Cal posted, la, I was sports entertained. I think that was his quote. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that, that's why so we watch this you, stuff, right? You can't right? put it better than that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, another, and another cool thing about all these uh, matches as well is that, um, it happens within the context of this pandemic but I feel like some of the ideas some of these ideas can actually be taken into and made into like a permanent fixture going forward like I would like cinematic matches to be not say a regular occurrence mm. but appear enough times that it's part of like the WWE vocabulary going forward do you, think, do you guys agree as well? Well, mm. so I certainly do agree in that, yeah, it, it shouldn't be done every pay-per-view, but they're doing it now because we know why, like, because of COVID, you know, they want to throw different things. And that's probably why now every single pay-per-view seems to have one cinematic match or some sort of a subtitle. Like, you know, Backlash was the greatest wrestling match ever. This time around, it's a horror show. Um, so I definitely see it as a growing trend. And post-COVID, I hope we see it less, to be honest maybe save it once or twice for it to really matter. Because yeah, yeah, like nobody wants to see like freaking Ricochet versus Bobby Lashley in a cinematic match for no bloody reason. Unless Ricochet is jumping off a building, you know? <laughs> yeah, maybe that's, that's why. So, um, and, and the thoughts like, your thoughts especially guys on, for example, Undertaker's retirement. Mm. Like, when you talk about wet farts, like let's be honest, <laughs> as much as, you know, Undertaker's slowing down in the ring nowadays, but we really would want to see him retire in, in front of a crowd in yeah. a ring, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Will, 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 will you guys accept this retirement as it is? You know, I feel like if they, was, if they were creative enough, they could pull it off. They could pull off some sort of like, okay, for example, Undertaker versus Sting, right? That's the match everyone wants to see. So, they could have a stipulation where it is a cinematic match, but it ends up in the ring live. So, essentially, your first... 15, 20 minutes of the match is all pre-taped. And then for the last 10 minutes, they can do it in the ring at WrestleMania. I mean, they can go at least 10 minutes, right? So, you know, sort of be creative like that, like Maybe. half and half. So you have your big ring finish, but most of the match actually took place outside the ring. 
Yeah, I think for me, the, the painful part of, especially watching his, uh, was it called The Last Ride? His documentary Ride, yeah. series, yeah. right? Um, I think the painful thing was to see how much uh, AJ Styles had pushed for, for the match. Mm. You know, and I think all of us, all of us wrestling fans, I mean, even even his, even Michelle McCool was like, yeah, if there's one guy you're going to retire against, it's, it's AJ Styles, right? He's going to be able to carry you to, to something. Yep. So I think the one thing we got deprived of was like that, mm. that marquee match, you know? Um, and cinematic wouldn't have given you that, no matter how well they shoot that yeah. that match, yeah. right? So Boneyard was good for what it was; it served the purpose. But the wrestling fan kind of goes, "Ah, if only it was something more." But can he really go again? I mean, hmm. that's what the whole documentary is trying to tell us, right? You know, yeah. so I don't know. In, in the end, back to Fan's question: you know, do, do I accept it? I mean, in the end, it's, it's his position, right? I mean, he is he he has done so much for wrestling, and for him to say, "If I'm settled, you know, if this is what I want to end off," I mean. Who are we to to judge otherwise? Mm. Mm. Yeah, and, and it's weird because like and you know like and like what I said, it's been a minute. I feel like as much as it's been a long period of time that we've been in this pandemic, but mm. it flew by so fast. But so many things happened yeah. like in this pandemic in terms of like newsworthy moments. Um, um, like NXT, Karen Cross debuted. Yeah. Uh, in the, in mm-hmm. in AEW, they had like the entire uh, whole storyline between the elite and yeah. the inner circle. Came and gone yeah. just like that. FTR uh, debuted, yeah. you know. On, on Keith Lee w- is a double champ. Keith Lee is a double champ. Yeah. WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, they basically, I wouldn't say it just return is wasted, but yeah. it just return is not what we expected it to be. Correct. And we are already mm-hmm. past kind of like the rivalry with Randy in a way. Interestingly, so, do you feel yeah. like NXT has taken bolder steps in during this pandemic versus um, the WWE, the main like you know Raw and SmackDown? With with Keith Lee, for example, you mean with like Keith like you know pushing the, through uh, uh, pushing storylines through mm-hmm. and making bold moves, title changes, that kind of thing. I think because they have a, they still have a smaller viewership base, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I suppose the risk the risk right. appetite that that Vince and whoever is booking uh, NXT now is probably a bit wider. Yeah. You know? So and Triple H has always they, had they that. Can. Yeah. 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 Mm. Um, yeah, but then when 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 you talk about like for example NXT. That there's still a so-called ratings war going on with um, AEW as well. AEW, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, Which I they've been you... winning, by the way, for the past three episodes. Uh, NXT, yeah. NXT have been oh, winning wow. the ratings okay. war for the past three episodes, which mm-hmm. is quite crazy. Yeah, and and uh, we also have to like give paid to the fact that they've been using a lot of teams to their advantage. Like they 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 have been dressing up their normal <laughs> e, uh, NXT shows, AEW shows, and calling it Fighter Fest. Or NXT right. Great American Bash, you know that kind of thing. Um, yeah. Is this their way of just trying to get people's attention, just making it different for the sake of being different, or do you feel that there is some sort of counter programming that's being infused in this regards to the situation? There's definitely counter programming <laughs> going on. Um, I also like to think that as someone who runs a, a promotion, um, you have to keep your your writers interested as well to keep them creative. Mm. Um, like you met, like you mentioned earlier on, right? Um, it's easy to to stay on in a holding pattern because you know you're waiting for when to open up. But the trouble is your writers will get stuck. Yep. You know, like when do you pull any kind of plug? So if if you can't if you can't pull the plug on on particular character turns, maybe you can do it more in terms of how you present the show. Mm. So I I can see that being a logical reason why they're doing all these different, you know, bringing back the Great American Bash and all these things. It's just ways to keep you know everyone more interested in the product in a very difficult time. You brought up a very good point. You're saying that it's not just the, the wrestlers that needs to be, you know, motivated to perform the ring. 
the creative team needs to be motivated so that they can be inspired to keep writing good shows in spite yeah, of the right? handcuffs. I mean, like, <laughs> you look at look at WWE right. Um, after Heyman got got ousted from his position, now now uh, Pritchett's taking over both sides, right? And I think I saw in the news a few days back, even he is getting burnt out. He says mm. I'm feeling, well, is it stressed or something like it's overwhelmed by running two shows? Yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, it's you, you take the easy wins, right? So if we brand this show a particular brand that people know from the past, you know, or Fighter Fest from last year, it's an easy way to get everyone reinvested. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Who who do you think personal opinion? Who do you think has been handling and adapting to the situation better, the W or EW? Oh man, um, I think in the end ratings are what matters the most, like, you know. So as NXT, if they're maintaining their where they are now, I think NXT is is definitely got the upper hand. Um, AW, they are they're doing a good enough job, but mm. they haven't gained much ground since their initial uh, their initial momentum. So yeah. I think at this point in time, probably WWE, but it's it's a uh, it's tough. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, let's pivot, yeah. let's pivot to New Japan. Yeah. Um, oh, especially what happened this past weekend. Um, <laughs> I was waiting for this one. <laughs> yes, yes. We, we got to dive right into it because first of all, uh, New Japan has only recently started opening um, their doors back uh, to have audiences and also started to run shows, right? Um, so this is something I didn't know. Like, I didn't know they're going to do uh, the New Japan Cup and right after, straight away do Dominion because usually New Japan comes earlier in the year, right? It's like WrestleMania period, right? So, um, what what what's your thoughts on like what um, New Japan's uh, strategy right now? It seems like they're kind of cramming all their big shows together mm. for the time being. Yeah, again, it's back to they don't know what's gonna happen, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. whatever cards you have now, just fire all the cards first. Um, we can probably talk about the booking in a bit, but you can see they're firing on a lot of cylinders right now. They're taking this time to to reshuffle their cards and represent where they're at both yeah. in, both because you know both because number one they're back to action right and mm. number two because there's a lot of um there's a lot of issues outside of their control a lot of their, their foreigners are all stuck overseas you know kenta is stuck overseas mm. um so i think it's, it's both a mix of reacting to what they are what they've been given and also just giving things to keep the company relevant so I think it's very exciting, right? Back to back, you know, New Japan Cup, the million. I mean, so much yeah. stuff happened over those two days, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's been fun. Mm. And then uh, dropping uh, the huge bombshells as well with like the heel, no, while the you know uh, yeah. evil turning on you know his faction. And yeah, do you do you uh, think it's a thing of okay, let's start off with a bang since everybody sort of forgot about a New Japan for a while. It's like okay, let's get everyone's mm. attention right away. And, and it did, didn't it? I mean, mm. everyone was, everyone had some kind of reaction, right? Yeah. So, I mean, let's talk about New Japan Cup first. So, I, I didn't watch the whole thing, but, you know, I definitely saw the news coming up. My, my Twitter was was crazy about that. Um, you know, to, to see Evo turn on on, on, on uh, Incominables is such a big deal for everyone because mm-hmm. he is one of the founding members. Uh, and some people felt, oh, it's too early, it's too soon. You know, why, why break up LIJ when there's such a strong faction in New Japan? But again, in wrestling, you know, Getting people talking is a key thing. Yep. Yeah. Right. The opposite. The opposite would have been, hey, Okada wins the New Japan Cup. I guess again. <laughs> yeah. Again, you know, I, I'm I'm the biggest Okada fan out there, but I think this result was it got people talking a lot more, um, and that ties into Dominion, which mm. I have strong things to say about. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Before Before you jump on there. But right? let's, yeah. Okay. Let's, let's, yeah. Okay. Let, let, let's stick stick on uh, Lij for a while. Um, uh-huh, you talk about yeah. how Evil is one of the founding members. But what people kind of gloss over the fact a bit is that we we kind of had a very started reign for 
Naito. Like, he didn't manage to really have that great epic reign that all of us won because he, he won a double champ. Mm-hmm. Then the pandemic happened. So he's kind of been mm-hmm. sitting at home. He hasn't had a chance to, you know, solidify himself. And then he dropped, you know, the, the belts mm-hmm. to Evil. So my question to you is, it seems like it was the plan all along for him to drop it at Dominion, regardless of the pandemic. But given what happened, do you think it was still a great idea for him to kind of end his reign the way he did? Hmm. From whose perspective? The, the fans' perspective? Um, from or... your perspective. <laughs> if you want to give multiple perspectives the... from your point of view. I yeah, no, so for me, for me, I, I always speak as, as, as a booker and as, as, as a wrestler myself, right? So, yeah. so for me, it's, it's exciting, right? So again, whatever gets people talking, it's a good thing to go and do uh, <clears throat> within some level of decency, right? So I think this was a good call. Um, you are right that, you know, similar to, to, I guess, back to McIntyre, right? So Naito yep. didn't have that long, successful range of defenses. But again, you put yourself in, in, in Yedo's and Jado's shoes, right? New Japan bookers, right? If, let's just say Japan goes on lockdown again, right? Or the world goes on lockdown again, right? Which we, again, we hope not, but let's say it happens. How long more is Naito going to run through this period of holding the belts with nothing to do? Mm. Right, so you only have these few shots right now when you know, okay, Dominion is happening, New Japan Cup is happening, right? So use those times to go and fire your fire your your rounds first, mm. make it happen, then let's see what happens from there. So to me, it's a good call. Is 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 it is it wasted? And Naito, you know, they didn't get that run. To me, it's fine because in the end, like he's he is in the picture. He hasn't been sidelined by an angle, right? He is in the biggest angle in Japanese wrestling right now, and he's yeah. super relevant. You know, as yeah. much as he was at Wrestle Kingdom. You know, and, and this this pushes evil, right? And then moving on to uh, Lubinian, this pushes Hiromu Takahashi as well. So all these people yeah. who, you know, they, they, they are making new stars in a, in a time where it's really hard to make anything in wrestling. Correct. So it's hard to find uh, a downside to this for me. Co- correct me if I'm wrong, because I, I'm not the biggest follower of New Japan, mm. but hasn't evil always been like a career mid-carder? Hmm. Like what? What's what's his reputation in New Japan? Like up to this point. Uh yeah, so he has been mid card. Uh, he's not the kind, from what I've seen at least, lah. Huh? He's not the kind who you would see to go and do those epic 45, 35 minute matches you see at Wrestle Kingdom. So I think this is where the fans are a little bit like, oh no, is it going to be a, a long run of, of bullet club, bullet club shenanigans and chair shots and run-ins and everything. Mm-hmm. To some extent, to some extent, yes. But at the same time, you're building him up to become that guy, right? And even now, within Bullet Club, right? No one really knows who is running Bullet Club anymore. Is it yep. still Jay White? Is it? Is it? Where does Kenta fit in all of this? You know, where does you know where does Evil fit in all of this? No one really knows, right? Um, so it's good on multiple fronts because New Japan has a lot of cards you can play now, mm-hmm. right? Nobody knows what's happening, right? No one knows what's happening after the next show. Um, so I think I think it's exciting. It's a good time to be a New Japan fan. Mm-hmm. All right, then let's talk about Dominion. <laughs> <laughs> let's do that. <laughs> um, yeah, where do you want to start? <laughs> uh, so, Mr. Young, please. The, <laughs> well, obviously, I haven't watched Dominion yet, but um, this popped up everywhere in my feed, right? Uh, the big debut, I guess. Okay, so correct me if I'm wrong. Timeline-wise, Evil wins the double championship, and then he turns on Ingoblinables. And then okay, let, let me summarize for you because that's, that's okay. not no. So so evil evil turned on Ingobernables the night before. Oh okay. So so he beat uh he beat Okada mm-hmm. uh with some help if I recall right from from uh from Bullet Club right. 
Okay, so after that, Naito came in because they were already going to face off at yeah. Dominion for the titles mm-hmm. anyway. <clears throat> so Naito comes in and then he offers him the uh, Incobinables uh, fist, fist bump, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then Evil turns it into a two-sweet. Yeah. You know, and then he gives Naito his finisher and then that's it. He's, he's broken from, uh, from LIJ. Right. So that was that was New Japan Cup, right? Uh, so you go to Dominion. Dominion is Naito against uh, against Evil, and Naito is you know mildly shell shocked from this you know LIJ's first uh, first betrayal. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a match, and then during the match, this guy dressed as Bushi, this hugely jacked guy dressed as Bushi yeah. comes in. Masked man, yeah. Chokes out, masked man. You know, chokes out. I don't know who he is. Chokes out, chokes <laughs> out Naito, uh, and you know basically costs Naito the match. Long yep. story short. Yeah, Evil wins. Then they unmask the masked man to be, you know. So that's what happens. That's what happened. To be, to be, (laughs) be Dick Togo. To be be Dick Togo. Yes, Yes. someone you're very familiar with. I, I I had such mixed feelings about that. (laughs) You know, on on one hand, it was super awesome to to see him. You know, to see him reach this this uh this new pinnacle of his Mm. career. You know, he's he's fifty years old right this year. Right. And to have this resurgence again is, is super, super freaking awesome. And I can talk about him for so long. Uh, and, I, and I will. Um, <laughs> on the other hand, I was really happy when Naito won against Okada back right. at Wrestle Kingdom. And to see him coming here and cost Naito the belts, you know. Mm. Okay. So, so the, was, question about, to watch. the question on okay. everyone's mind is, did you know that this was <laughs> going to happen? Was there any sort of inkling that this was going to happen? I knew, I knew this would come. So, um, uh, my is, I, I didn't know what was going to happen. Mm. Okay. That's all I can say. Yeah. Fair enough. I know what's going to happen. Fair mm. enough. Yeah. Um, does, this, yeah so, so then, does this mean that Inglorious is now an affiliate of the Bullet Club? Yes, we are. In fact, now we're on our own to see the whole school. All the colors were changed to black and white and we're all going to come in doing two suits to everyone. Nice. From now on. Um, Amazing, but yeah. So the so so I mean uh, we we've been talking since he since he uh, since he debuted in New Japan. So I think he's super excited. Uh, uh, I even had texts uh, just you know within minutes from it happening from mm-hmm. from some of my friends in Japan. Uh, they're like, oh my god, uh, Dick Togo joined New Japan. Did you know? I'm like, oh, you know. <laughs> so yeah. um, it's, it's in, in 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 Japan is a really big deal because yeah, he is he is totally legend level. He's he's probably he's someone who I'm not sure how much your your listeners know about about Dick Togo's uh, uh, history. Mm. Uh, should I go into some detail into what he Yes, yes, or... you should, you should. Because most right, of so, them I mean, know you him as basically head advisor of Grabu Max. And of course, yes. uh, you know, Kain being Tai. WWF. Yeah. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. 
so he is truly, you know, he is really legend level in, in Japan. So he, he was, if people know of Michinoku Pro Wrestling, Mm-hmm. Uh, he is one of the, the earliest members of Michinoku Pro Wrestling. So he's been wrestling for, I think, 30, 29, 30 years now. Uh, so he has been everywhere, man. So I think your fans will probably know him from definitely from Kayentai. Uh, he was in ECW for a while. So he was in BWO, in mm. fact, in ECW. Oh, so he wrestled. He wrestled on EC- yeah, he was part of the BWO in oh. ECW. So he wrestled on the first ever ECW uh, pay-per-view, Barely Legal. So mm. he was on that show. So he's been nice. faces, man. He's been, he was Michinoku's first, uh, he was the first uh, junior heavyweight champion, which is the biggest champion in Michinoku. And that tournament he won it from had people like Christopher Daniels, Tomohiro Ishii from New Japan. Lots of people who you know today were in that, were in that, 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 that tournament. What, what, that what year was from. this? This was long ago, man. This was like my early 90s because he's been wrestling since 92. You know, so so he's been involved in uh, everywhere. You know, he's been involved in DDT. So he was going to help train DDT very very early on. So back when DDT was very much a, a people know them probably as the, the comedy mm. the comedy promotion with the right. sex dolls and whatever, right? So they brought him in actually to to train the wrestlers to become like more legit serious wrestlers. So he has raised you know, a whole generation of, of of wrestlers that people don't really know about. Yeah. You know? So again, to see him on this stage now is just super exciting. Uh, you know, even in WWE, right? So he was there for I think like one or two years. Um, it's a short time. Uh, he was there with Kaintai. So he was actually the founding member of Kaintai. Mm. So you, before Taka, it, be, be, was he in Funaki? Was it? No. So so everyone thinks Kaintai is is Taka, Mishinoku, and Funaki, right? <clears throat> they were actually Kaintai DX. Mm. No, no relation to Degeneration X, right? But so the original Kaintai was Dick Togo and two other people. So Men's Teo and, and, and Shiryu. Mm. Um, then Taka and Funaki joined to become Kaintai DX. Mm. And then that was what got exported to the to the US. Yep. So that's why that's that's how you know the, the infamous uh, so, Choppy Choppy or PP. So that's what, that's what he was involved in. Kaintai was already an entity in Japanese wrestling before they went to yes. the US. As part of which Long before that. Uh, under Michinoku. Under Michinoku. Oh, okay. okay. Under Michinoku. Yeah. So, so, so um, this goes way, way back. So even before what, what American fans know with wrestling and Dick Togo. So, so I'm curious to know for Dick Togo, um, it seems that he, he did have like an excursion to the States, to the West early in his career. And correct me if I'm wrong. And eventually he, he returned more to Japan and, and as he became a more of a veteran role, started to establish... Yeah. So uh, honestly, if, if you name the promotion, he's probably been there, right? So, so he's wrestled, I think early 2000s, he was in ROH, right? He was wrestling in Jakara, he was wrestling in PWG. Um, he's wrestled Chris Hero in Evolve, for example. So people know Chris Hero as, uh, as, as Cassius Ono, right? So he's wrestled Cassius Ono in Evolve. Um, <clears throat> even on his, uh, <clears throat> on his retirement tour, <clears throat> his very last match, and this ties back to New Japan today, so people were wondering, you know, why is Togo in the corner of Evo? Why is he helping Bullet Club? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't say for sure because I've got no idea myself. But I mean, Togo and <clears throat> Gedo and Jado, right, from Bullet Club, um, <clears throat> they go way, way back, right? So they were all in this, this faction called the Far East Connection, right? And they actually wrestled at the Tokyo Dome for New Japan in, mm-hmm. in 2001. That's kind of, I wrote it somewhere. <clears throat> in the early 2000s. Right. And yeah. they wrestled for what was now known as Wrestle Kingdom. Mm. So, so, so he goes way back with Gato. So for all you know, I mean, they call him over because of that club, of that Far East connection, uh, uh, connection. Could be that as well. Um, and then his retirement tour. So his, in fact, his very last match in Japan, in Kurakuen Hall, was against Gato oh. from the Bullet Club. Right. So wow. keep that in mind as well. So it's super interesting. So there's so much history to Dick Togo that people don't know about. 
so it's super exciting for me. Um, his retirement tour was around the world. He did a 20 country retirement tour. Um, that dude is crazy. So he wrestled people like you know, Marty Skrull, he wrestled uh, Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, uh, he wrestled you know, all kinds of guys. Um, he wrestled in Jikara, King of Trios, uh, which is this big trios tournament in, in, mm. in the US as well. Uh, he wrestled Johnny Gargano, he wrestled, um, he wrestled Chuck Taylor, Chuck E.T. in, mm. in AEW. So he is super well-traveled. Um, so he retired, right, in 2012. Uh, then he went to Vietnam, started New Vietnam Pro, which is where you know, we met. Um, and interestingly enough, right, so he came back out of retirement in 2016, right? Um, and, you know, he, he had a match in DDT for his, for his comeback match. The funny thing is, I'm pretty sure I was there when the spark in his mind said, I want to come back to wrestling. <laughs> so that was interesting. Because, because so we were, we were, I'm not sure if you guys know, but we wrestled, uh, we were on the MyPW show, Malaysia Pro Wrestling, mm. in January 2016. Uh, so I was wrestling one of his students, uh, then called Saigon, Saigon Guerrero, in a tri- triple threat with me and the D and Saigon Guerrero, opening match for MyPW right. uh, Uprising. Right. So, so we were in the back of, so this is a few months after we were training in Vietnam and he had just come down to Malaysia to, to support us in this match. So we were in the back seat of the MyPW wagon, right? So it's, it's, it's Dick Togo and then his student and me all crunched in the back of this, of this car, right? And, and cause back then we weren't exactly friends yet. He was still just like my sensei and I was super scared of him. Uh, so the whole time I'm just thinking about the match and how do I prepare the match and how do I do this triple threat match, blah, 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 blah. And he's just like, you know, eyes out the window, but he's some, thinking of something. He's just like, hmm, thinking, thinking. So I'm just like, okay, stay quiet, stick to myself, plan the match. Then he turns to me and he goes, hey, maybe this show, I, I come back. And I'm like, this show, you mean like what, Malaysia today, now? Oh, yes, 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 this one, I come back. And I'm like, shit, man, the car must be too warm. I must be like hallucinating <laughs> or something. Because right? I'm like, why is he coming back, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so, so I said, oh, you mean, you mean like, like, like with a mask, you know, because of, of course he has a mask somewhere, I guess. Wearing mm. a mask? No, no, no. I come back as, uh, as Dick Togo. Uh, after your match, I come in and I give you, uh, I shake hands. And I give you a super kick and pedigree. You, you okay? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my mind just like, because <laughs> you know, bear in mind back then, right? This is long before Grapple Max. This is long before you know, and Boss Gregory, whatever, right? I'm just this like aspiring, you know, like wannabe wrestler, you know. Mm. And for him to come and tell me this, this honestly, this mind blowing thing was just like a lot, mm. you know. So that was he, January 2016. He wasn't supposed to be on the cut. He was just like in another capacity. No, he was just. He wasn't even gonna appear on on uh on the show. He was, was gonna be backstage. To, to, to help mentor and support his uh, students. Is that, is that the case? Yes. Wow. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so that's, something just happened. And, and this, this is a key thing. This is why I, I was so overjoyed when he came back to, to New Japan, uh, you know, two days, three days back, right? Because he is someone who I, I've seen that spark. You know, he's 50 years old, but he's never stopped loving pro wrestling, right? Mm. And, just, and But he's never had that massive, massive break. You know, he was in New Japan before, like I mentioned, but that was back in the 90s where social media wasn't what it is mm-hmm. right yep. now, right? Yep. So to come back, to come back at this point in his career, you know, and, pro, and I think better than ever, better than he's, he's ever been. And to come back now when people are so much more willing to be aware of Japanese wrestling, mm-hmm. it's super exciting, you know. Yeah. Uh, when, we were in, when we were in Vietnam, right, like uh, I would go to his place to, to, to have lunch or whatever, and he would be watching like something on the computer very seriously. And I'll be like, oh, what are you watching? And he goes, oh, I'm watching the 60-minute uh, Iron Man between uh, Bret Hart and, and Shawn Michaels. And I said, oh, uh, and I said, oh, first time, which is a stupid thing to ask because he's Dick Togo. I was like, oh, you watch uh, how many times? And he said, oh, 
hundreds, many, many times. <laughs> so this guy is such such a, a, a student of wrestling. Everything he does is, is purely just for the sake of pro wrestling. Mm. And so to see him come back in this capacity, right, made me super, super happy. And if not for him, right, Grapple Max would not be what it is today. Right. Understood. So it's if, super amazing. If you could hazard a guess, what do you think his role moving forward is for New Japan? Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, he's obviously there as the Evil's mentor right now. Yeah. But yep. beyond that, do you think he'll, you know, have matches, start figuring into the uh, storyline? He's he surely they, they, They've announced. Yeah. Yeah. No, they've announced. So, so they're, they're, they've announced the match already. So they're doing oh. a six-man uh, six tag mm-hmm. uh, at the next show. I think it's coming up next month or maybe even this month. Right. Uh, and it's Bullet Club versus LIJ. Ah, so it's Dick Togo and I, th- I think it's Ishimori and one more guy, probably Evo, I guess, mm. against three LRJ guys. And it's a main event uh, at Korakuen. So it's, um, he's going he's to get involved in it. It's super exciting. Mm. So I got a few questions here. So what what is Evo's relationship like, you know, behind the scenes with, mm. with Dick Togo? Have they always um, been close or is this just a pretty new partnership that, they, that the bookers decided to bring them together? Yeah, so even for this one, I had to do some research because even I wasn't sure about that. So they yeah, don't have history. direct history as far as, far as I know. Uh, what I do know is that, is that uh, Dick Togo, like I mentioned earlier, he was in the Far East connection with Jado and Gedo. Mm. Uh, there was one more wrestler, I forgot his name right now, but there was one more wrestler who was trained by the same coach as Evil in that same faction. Okay. So oh, I suppose okay. you could draw some six degrees if there's some connection. Okay. I don't really know for sure, but I th- so for me, it's a bit more of the the, the Gedo and Jado connection yeah. back to Bullet Club. But I mean, again, I mean, I'm not evil, sure evil is pretty young. Uh, you know, I, I don't think he's probably in his early thirties or late twenties. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah and yeah. and for for Dick Togo, okay, what what was very heartwarming for me watching as a fan was when. Of course, we recognize him, like you, me, people in Grapple Max, they all know who he is. But I mm-hmm. wasn't, like you said, I wasn't aware what is his standing in Japan, especially to the new generation um, mm-hmm. of New Japan fans. What's their reaction? Would they be like, who is this guy, you know? But to see them react in such a way, like, whoa, Dick Togo! Mm-hmm. <laughs> With the commentators yeah. screaming his yeah. name and all that. And I, I, I yeah. do notice that there is that recognition. Um, do, do you feel that He's always been like that, that career lifer waiting for his big break and everyone has been kind of, it, it, similar to Kofi Kingston to a smaller degree. Like they know that he, 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 he deserves to be at the top and it's just the right opportunity or just a, a matter of timing and you know all the influences coming together. Do you feel that if Victor Go were to be pushed in such a high position, it actually is, it makes the fans really happy? Yeah, so in Japan, he is he is super well known, right? Mm. So, so even when we were we were, so I we were walking around Japan, you know, after one of his shows, and everywhere we go, fans are like, oh, Togo-san, Togo-san, they come and ask for ask for. So he is a, a definitely a known factor. Mm. Um, in New Japan, he has a history there, uh, but again, this is probably his biggest booking in New Japan mm. ever. So I, I don't want to I, I don't want to sell short his previous because again number one he's he's my sensei so I can't, I can't, I don't want to criticize too much yeah. he he's he's been he's been he's been relevant for a very long time mm-hmm. um, but like I mentioned to have to be in the the main event angle to be in the main event scene of New Japan in in twenty twenty mm-hmm. when everyone is so social media aware you know, New Japan is, has reached out internationally for the last one two years this wasn't the New Japan of mid nineties right yeah. this is a whole new whole new New Japan, you know, new leadership, 
Uh, and so to be in this position now, at this age and at this quality of wrestling he's able, he's capable of doing, is super exciting for for him and and for all of us as as his as his school as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and even he wrestled in uh, in Noah. If you guys know of Noah, another promotion Noah. in Japan. So he Ken, wrestled Kenta's in the junior promotion, right? Yes, yes, yeah. Misawa sounds right. So he wrestled in Noah. He was in their, their equivalent of the best of Super Juniors in this year's tournament. And he went to the finals mm, of that wow. tournament. He was in the finals. He wrestled two matches in one night of that, the semifinals and the finals in one night of that tournament. So, so this, guy can, this guy can go. Right. So wow. my, my hope as a, as a fan, right, to, to take myself out of this. As a fan, I want to see him go to wrestle Super Juniors. I want to see mm-hmm. him wrestle, you know, you know re- re- wrestle all these guys in New Japan who we haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that is super exciting for all of us as fans right now. Do you reckon his association with Evil as well is also a, a way to get Evil up to that main event? Like, okay, look, look, this guy has this guy as a mentor now. Now, similar to what they're doing with like, let's say in AEW where Chris Jericho is like the mentor to Sammy Guevara or Taz is mm-hmm. the figurehead for Brian Cage even though I don't think that's really working. Uh, that's sort of a role, like, you know, he's there to make this younger guy seem more legit. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a credibility play. Mm. Um, like I mentioned, Evo is a strong character. He's a strong player in the story, but I think people haven't seen Evo as a... Like a main event as, guy. As a New Japan wrestling kind of guy. Just yeah, so right? definitely Yeah. Yeah, you don't see him as a worker, you know. And and Nick Togo is is nothing if not like one of the the best workhorse wrestlers mm. in wrestling, right? Best best technical, you know, best you know one of the high high. He's a high flyer built like a heavyweight, right? So yep. that's how he is. Um, so I think it does give Evil that amount of credibility. Mm-hmm. And in terms of storytelling and moving forward, it gets super exciting because you know now who's gonna run Bullet Club, yeah. right? And if your if your foreigners can't get back, you know, in, in any any time soon. Right, who is who is controlling Bullet Club now? Mm-hmm. Right, and you've got Dick Togo there in the corner, who is like, "Hey, actually, I'm quite, you know, I'm, I'm quite veteran here as well. Maybe I should be." So, I mean, yeah. it's it's crazy to see what they could do with this angle moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm so glad they put the plug on this. Yeah, they put the trigger on this. I got I got a three parter question because oh. uh, okay, of all the different I'm... things that you brought out. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay, okay. So first part, Bullet Club. Bullet mm. Club is a concept as a group. Is it still now, or do you feel that mm. because of all this, um, because there's always been a clear figurehead in every iteration of Bullet Club, right? But ever mm-hmm. since like Kenny left, Jay White tried to be the main guy, but yeah, it wasn't. It was like that, and then uh, Kenta, they had a very cool heel reveal, um, and then now we have this situation with Evil and Dick Togo, and and then there's not forgetting the whole civil war between like the OG Bullet Club with you know Bad Luck Fale and all those people, mm. so. What do you think of Bullet Club as a... Like, this is the first part of the question. So, yeah, what do you think of Bullet Club as a concept right now? Do you think it's still relevant? Um, it's, okay, you have to go back to the reason why it was founded, right? So the Bullet Club was always meant to be this sort of like foreigner affection, right? It was kind of Gaijin. like a parody of the NWO, yeah, the Gaijin, right? So it's a parody of the NWO. Um, so now you're looking at a Bullet Club that has no foreigners because of because of COVID nineteen restrictions, right? Yeah. So by that nature alone, it 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 would it would struggle to be relevant because it hasn't got what defines a bullet club, right? Because yeah. like you said, it's, it's it's Omegas, it was Prince Davids, uh, it, you know the the uh, AJ Styles, the, the AJ Styles, the Young Bucks, right? These are all people who bullet club <clears throat> who helped to make, and bullet club in turn helped to make them as well. 
right? So what purpose has it served in 2020 with no foreigners? I think this is what they are trying to solve in, in New Japan. Uh, bringing on bringing on Kenta as as you know the not leader but as you know a high profile member of Bullet Club stresses the fact that they are this you know very evil heel faction who will not play by the rules. Um, so I think bringing in evil and 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 Big Toro now is the right thing to do, right? Because it makes it more interesting than it was before all this happened, mm-hmm. right? If you ask me to mention you know who are Bullet Club members as of one week ago, I don't think you could I don't think you could name any anyone high profile at this point in time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Tough, tough, right? Yeah. So I think it does make it more interesting. Uh, All right. I, yep. This, That's your part so the, one, I think. The second part <laughs> of the question. All right. And you, yep. you touched upon that in your answer. So uh, obviously because okay. of the pandemic situation, they can't have foreigners over. Uh, but mm-hmm. also I do feel that, and correct me if I'm wrong, ever since the whole thing that went down between, you know, the elite and their you know, their defection to AEW and just all the bad vibe from that situation. Has there been a change in strategy where they are more nationalistic <laughs> in their approach? Like, okay, we're going to push more to our local stars again mm. because we can't trust having all these big foreigners if they're going to always have that uh, longing to go back to the West. Yeah. Um, yeah, so a, a common theme of this whole discussion we've had today is, is how much are you doing because you have no choice? Mm-hmm. And how much... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Which is a strategic position to take forward, right? Uh, I mean, they have to, right? At this point in time, what foreigners do you have to focus on, right? So they, they have no choice. They have to go and focus more. So you are right in that the situation is forcing them to focus more again on, on, on the local talent. You know, so I think I think it's it's there is that factor there that tri- that's driving this. Mm-hmm. And and the last part with Dick Togo's uh, appearance and his legend veteran status, and I I discussed this briefly with Young. Do you feel that you know with someone like Liger leaving New Japan, there is a this legend shape hole that New Japan is looking for to fill that echelon where they have their veterans that they can play off. Do you think Dick Togo will fill out that role admirably well? Yes, and I so freaking want to see that. <laughs> For multiple reasons, I want to see that happen. I want to see him become become their next Liger or their next legend level star. Um, so I, I think, yeah, I think there's, there's a need for that. I mean, right now, the only other, not the only other one, but I mean, right now they have this bunch of guys who are older guys in New Japan, right? So your, yep. your Minoru Suzuki, and your, your, your Yuji Nagata, you know, Tenzan. These are all guys who are still wrestling at a certain level. But I might be biased, but I think Dick Togo is wrestling at, a, at an even higher level than, than what they're doing right now. And to, for him to have a platform to show that off 
is what I think will be super exciting. That's amazing, man. No offense, no offense to all those legends who are just, you know, <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Yeah, but he's my sensei, so that's what I'm going to say. <clears throat> so the next time he comes to Singapore, it's going to be a whole totally different vibe, really. Like, huh? <laughs> the next time we see him at a Grapple Max show, whenever that will yeah. be. Going back to Grapple Max, right? So it's, it's quite a waste because we, we had a lot of plans this mm. year. Um, mm. So without giving too much away because we still have cards to play in the future, I mean, like, you can't imagine an anniversary show without the Turbo. Huh? Exactly. So you can imagine, you know, if we, had, if we had continued with our calendar as planned, you know, and this overlaps with this New Japan timing, mm. uh, it would be really cool for us, I think. Yeah. Um, we had some ideas, like, as to how to, how to incorporate him even more into our storylines. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think people have noticed that he's come down, he, he hasn't come down as a, I mean, he is a superstar, but he hasn't come down as a superstar. Right. He comes down to work with yep. our guys, to run seminars. I mean, you've seen, right? He's, he's wrestled, you know, believe it or not, seven times with us already. Mm. Very, low profile, very low profile. Yeah. Yeah, right? And, and every time he wrestles, it's not always with me, right? We've wrestled a few times in Japan, you know, twice in Singapore. Maybe, I, maybe three times. But didn't, he's didn't, with, he, like... Didn't he wrestle with uh, Guru last, last year? Was it Guru? No, not, not Guru, not Guru. But he's wrestled, Sorry. like... Uh, so I was doing the math for, like, our, our win-loss record because you know me and my Excel sheets, right? Mm-hmm. So, so Dick Togo has wrestled half of our grade threes, which is super incredible. Right? Wow. So he wrestled, he wrestled DJ. He wrestled DJ before he was even become DJ. He was just Ashka. So mm-hmm. he wrestled DJ grade one at the Singapore Night Festival. One on one. Wow! How he lucky wrestled Ashkel then. Was Ashkel? Yeah. <laughs> he was his heart. Was his, his heart was yeah. like pumping like crazy, <laughs> as you can imagine, right? So he's and he's wrestling you know, in Glorious in the last anniversary show. Case. Yeah. But if you look at if you look at his win loss record in especially in Singapore, right? Hmm. He hasn't won that much, you know, because his key focus here right, is put the local boys so, over, mm. give them the experience, you know, and and he knows he is he he knows he is the outsider coming in, so to speak. Yeah. Right, yeah. he says the local fans want to see the local guys succeed. Sure. So come here, show them what is the top level of wrestling, but give them the, the result they want to see. Mm. Not to spoil future matches, of course, right? But this is the kind of person he is. He comes down, he, he really wants to build a local scene for us, and that's why it's so exciting. Wow. Uh, sp- speaking of spoilers, and, and please stop me whenever you feel that this shouldn't be be recorded <laughs> uh, especially Greg remember this uh-huh. conversation that we had uh, a long time ago when we first all three of us first met we sat down at that coffee sh- coffee bean I think at Millennia Walk the very first time we, we, we oh, hung wow. out when the podcast yeah. first started yeah. Yeah. that was a while yeah. ago yeah late 2018 wow. okay mm. so, so remember that story you told me regarding uh, regarding a ring regarding uh-huh. holding yes. on to that ring and because you couldn't mm-hmm. hold on to the ring he went to Japan, uh, US instead. Oh man, <laughs> mm. yeah. This 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 story is not this. Yeah, let's, let's take it offline. This story. Let's take yeah. it offline. Okay, yeah. cool. Okay, but but yeah. but, <laughs> but anyway, from the context of that story, I want to contextualize the story to this current situation. Um, mm. New Japan has, if I'm not wrong, done spe- uh, one show in Singapore, like in twi- yeah. 2015, right? Because mm. uh, uh-huh. with that, there was that trade show that they had, the exporting. Yep. Mm-hmm. With this new connection, you know, with this new yeah, inroad really that you have, do you feel mm-hmm. that we can expect to see, you know, a potential partnership going on and New Japan possibly coming here uh, more often? Yeah. Um, I mean, not not yeah, but uh, 
We'll just cut that bit out where he goes, yeah. <laughs> clickbait, clickbait, clickbait. <laughs> Put it in the headline. Greg says, yeah, to this. Um, the, I mean, I mean, even, you're not the first to ask me this. And the fans, some fans have messaged me saying, oh, does this mean that you guys are? You know? mm-hmm. uh, it's not that straightforward. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it's. Always looking for, we're always looking for ways to, to push up the brand and to push up chances for our guys to perform. Uh, I can't see one one way or the other, <laughs> but we are definitely looking as to what this means for us. Um, yeah. He is still our head advisor, so he is not going to be leaving us in any capacity. Of course, he'll be much busier than before, like, even busier than before, because he's still working uh, Mishinoku Pro Wrestling and other companies as well. So he's mm, very sure. busy. But I mean, like I said, we talk a lot, and he's very invested in helping to push this school to a next level. Um, and then back to your point, you know, we, we do have, you know, a Japanese sized ring here in Singapore that's sized specifically to Japanese specifications, you know, so if people <laughs> want to go and, you know, look, look, look into that and see what we want to do, you know, like we're happy to yeah. have people speculate. Cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, looking very far into the future, like once, you know, traveling and shows are a go again, but yeah. definitely would be so yeah. exciting to see. Yeah. That to we happen. love to hear what the fans want to see. We want to hear what the fans want to see. Yeah. So the fans tell let, us what they want us to do. Let Greg know. Slide into Greg's DMs and bug him. Bug him about it. Okay, okay. Tell I us mean, what I mean, you want to see. It, tell it, us it, what it, kind of stuff you want to see, who you want to see. Yeah. What kind of shows you want to see, you know, and then wish us all luck to get out of this pandemic. <laughs> if, if, you, if you want to hear uh, one fan's perspective of what he wants to see, <laughs> right? And, mm-hmm. and I'm sure I speak for everyone. Um, and of course, we understand that it's, it's, it's much more complex than that, you know. Um, mm. but, but I think the main thought that crossed all of our minds is when Dick Togo appeared at that New Japan ring, what does it mean for Grapple Max, correct? Um, mm-hmm. What we want to see is I feel that there is a headway, there's an inroad that you can be, that you can be making from, for someone who wants to go to the WWE. Okay, they want to go to WWE, they train at this school. They get into this kind of content, they get, get into this kind of network and they build it up and that's that pathway that goes to WWE. We want to see that Grapple Max could be the starting point that, that there could be a pathway that can go to Japan. And I feel that because of the influence that, you know, uh, the style of wrestling there has on Grapple Max and of course your philosophy as it is, I feel that the connection is really, really strong. And if this could be a proving ground where not only you guys can do business with all these Japanese companies and they can obviously, you know, have, have that connection on our side and on their side. Mm. But if, if there is people who really want to train and become a wrestler and they say, hey, I can go to New Japan if I can start out at Grapple Max and the pathway is possible there. I think that is, especially, especially fans mm. who are really, really looking to becoming a wrestler, I think they can see that pathway. And they will look at Grapple Max in a whole different light in that sense. Yes. It's, it's not something which we have never explored before. I mean, even looking at Grapple Max's performance so far, right? Uh, you know, we, we, ran, we ran the first ever show in Japan, Grapple Max uh, Shinkiba Showcase, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so already, even as early as 2018, we're putting people in Japan, right? Um, we're sending people there on, on, on tours. You know, Dave, Smart Dave was there for two weeks, I think. He was there training in Michinoku training with Dick Togo and people like, you know, um, uh, uh, people in Michinoku Pro Wrestling. Um, so the goal has always been to be that feeder for those, you know, so 90% of people probably want to just train here and just have fun, perform here for their friends and family. But we know there is that 5%, 10% who are like, hey, 
you wrestled Karakuen. Can I maybe wrestle Karakuen someday? You know, mm-hmm. um, and we have the people here who have that experience, mm-hmm. right? We, we now have, I think it's like, what, eight, seven, eight, nine people who have had experience training and wrestling in Japan. You know, some of us train in Gato Move with Amy Sakura. We train in Nishinoku. You know, I train in DDT. Uh, so we know it's doable. Just that before we came along, there was no such clear pathway just yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is where this is where we know we can keep building. And I think you're right in that this. And again, not to not to count the chickens way too early, but it does give us some hope that maybe there is another door we could talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, far, far, far in the future. Yeah. Nice. So I mean, you never know. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> ah, the future is bright. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Just getting through. You know, the yeah. present. Just getting through it. <laughs> yeah. It will be bright. Yeah. I I love it because um you know. I would liken it to this, all these comparisons when I think about how all these MMA gyms that we have here in Singapore, mm. they are basically feeder gyms to, to the big promotions, right? We've got Evolve for 1FC and now obviously UFC has been spreading its wings here in Singapore and they have that feeder system to, to the main uh, organization. And I, I, I like, I'm thinking from a business perspective, I don't think it's just, we don't, it's not just us that find this very attractive. I feel that all these big companies find Singapore as a location really, really attractive. And if they were to say, hey, if I can build some sort of performance center or some sort of you know, feeder system, like you said, in such a cosmopolitan um, locale, you're not just attracting the locals here to train with you guys. And I'm sure this has already been a trend for you. You've got overseas wrestlers wanting to come and train with you guys because they see this as their opportunity. You know? I mean, even like, uh, if you guys recall uh, Eman, the kid, right? The golden yeah, boy Eman from, from Malaysia. Malaysia right? So even, even he, right? So even he came to train with us. Uh, and, and through us, he got to be on our, you know, Shinkiba show in Japan. Now he's got a small Japanese following there as well. Uh, so we know that, you know, if we play our cards right, we can create this pathway for wrestlers, regardless of where you come from, right? Come to us, we will find you a way to get to where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Because we've been building this for the last three and a half years, four years. You know, so I think you're right. I mean, that's the goal. You look at Evolve. Evolve has their training camps, right? They take people to go and train in Evolve for one week, two weeks. Um, we see ourselves being like that as well. Nice. You know, in the future, once this opens up again. So yeah, the goal is definitely there. Nice. Exciting okay. times. Yeah, <laughs> like we said. Uh, let's pivot. Exciting on times. As- asterisk. <laughs> asterisk, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's yeah. pivot over to the big pay per view that's happening this uh, upcoming weekend. Well, uh, next Monday, our time. Lah. So, uh, Greg, I don't know how much you've kept up with the current WWE product. Not really. When was the oh, last show? What, yeah, what was the last show you watched? Um. Oh man, was was it was it WrestleMania? It could be WrestleMania. No, was, I think I think it was Money in the Bank. Many, oh gosh, just so just the Money in the Bank. Man. Sour taste in the mouth, uh, basically. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Did you did you, I, did you eyeball the greatest wrestling match ever? Though? <laughs> oh wait, which one was that one? Sorry, was that Backlash? Oh man, okay, I saw that. Sorry, I was wrong. I, oh, okay. I saw there the greatest wrestling match. Okay, not bad, match, So that was my last. Yeah, yeah no, at, at least that one, you know, <laughs> gave you a little sugar. Yeah. The last um, WWE. That, that was, yeah. I, I enjoyed that. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we move on then, you know, like we've talked about all these themed, it seems like a trend. Every pay-per-view seems to have one or two top billing matches with like this theme. Last one was the greatest wrestling match. And this one, traditionally, we would know this as Extreme Rules. They've added a tag, the horror show. 
<laughs> and I guess that is in reference to this has to be the main event, right? We'll talk about the main event later, the Wyatt Swamp fight. Because it's the horror show, it doesn't make sense for it to be like connected to anything else. Okay, wait, Greg, do you know anything about Bray Wyatt bringing back his old character yeah. to face uh, Bros Roman? Please, 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 please throw me in on this. I, I've cult- seen a little bit on, uh, on Twitter, but not, not yeah. much. Well, I mean, essentially, um, okay. Bray Wyatt lost to Braun Strowman, right? As, you know, his sweater vest, uh-huh. Bray Wyatt. So, we haven't yeah. seen Fiend versus Braun Strowman yet. So, that is obviously the mm-hmm. last level. Like, he's like, well, I mean, he's like the end boss like, in the computer game. You yeah. know, the Fiend is the, okay. the most, like, jalat boss. But, so, he mm-hmm. decided to bring back the old Bray Wyatt, the Swamp guy, because he was the one who brought Braun Strowman who into the WWE. Strowman, right? yeah. So they have that history and then they've been playing up this whole Braun Strowman, oh, this is, you know, I, I need to conquer this Bray Wired to move on, blah, 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 that kind of thing. Because they kind of, uh, all, they kind of squashed it after a while, it, it kind of died down and then it came back again. He hmm. talked about how Bray Wyatt, he, he brainwashed him. Yeah, in, and in his time away, Bray Wyatt learned how to resurrect the dead. And then, yeah, like, it's cool. That promo came. Like, it it's like, um, like a Matt Hardy, la, you know? But Matt Hardy is just like, anyhow, anytime he just changed character on, uh, you know? Yeah. But it is more like okay. the three faces of Foley, uh, the three faces of Wyatt. Wyatt, yeah. But let's start from the start, I guess. Uh, Apollo Crews, the US champion versus MVP. Not Bobby Lashley, but MVP. Um, okay. Even though Apollo Crews is the US champ, right? MVP, um, did they injure Apollo Crews? I forgot what happened during the storyline. He just didn't uh, show up one week. He, okay, in that week where he didn't show up, I think there was some sort of, um, he got taken out. But that was the week where he introduced the new US title belt. Yes, well, MVP introduced the new yes. US title belt. So he came out with this brand new belt. Even though it's not his, he came out with a new belt right, yeah. to show it and off. And he's like, this is basically mine anyway because I beat you before. So that was the whole rationale. So yeah. at the pay-per-view, it's going to be like, you know, they're going to settle the score and someone's going to be crowned the new, I guess, new, new US champ. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to know uh, Greg's thoughts on this. What, uh-huh. what, what have you thought of? Like, what's your thoughts on MVP ever since he resurfaced back in WWE this year? I have like no thoughts on MVP. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I mean... He, he, uh... Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah because, uh, <laughs> you know, if you haven't been watching the product... Uh, I, I guess you would have missed that MVP sort of has been the MVP to be, you know, uh, ironic about oh, it. Oh, really? Okay, okay, yeah, right. in terms of mic work, yeah. certainly not ring work, you know, he is a little bit older already. But on the uh, mic, as Bobby Lashley sort of like a, he's like his agent like that, you know? He's like this sports agent mm-hmm. when he wears a suit and he runs off at the mouth. I think that... Right, it, right, right. Okay. Yeah, that is Be- where it suits him the best. So yeah. I don't know why he's facing Apollo Crews for the title. So it, but is Lashley like injured or something? Or? No, 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 he's dead. No, Lashley's fine. Uh, Lashley's just standing there smiling, <laughs> very happy The MVP gets the title shot, which makes no sense <laughs> to me. Uh, okay, here's the very uh. interesting thing. If you do not know the history, I click and clue you guys in a bit. Um, MVP and Lashley has had some history, but outside of WWE, they were in a faction together in TNA. Yeah. Uh, Impact mm-hmm. Wrestling, they, they call themselves um, the Beatdown Clan. Correct. Now and they I are called they, the Hurt Business. Correct. So, so they, they, they've had this uh, affinity and the, the cool thing about MVP this in his return, he has basically elevated people around him and he's like mm-hmm. trying to slowly recruit all these black wrestlers to 
join yeah. him and be part of his faction and maybe do a nation of domination 2.0 we do not know well so far all of the people he's approached except for bobby has turned him down because he's only approached the faces like cedric alexander um apollo, apollo cruz. cruz and this is how this whole feud began right apollo cruz turned him down so like, i don't need you i don't need to match me mvp's all like oh how dare you turn me down look what i did for bobby lashley blah blah blah, blah. so that's that whole storyline lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And so I'm just curious to see, like, are they really going to take the title away from Apollo Crews this early? They just gave him the title. They're just sort of like pushing him. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. One, of the re- one of the reasons is because Paul Heyman was actually one of the big uh, fans, fans and supporters yeah. of Apollo Crews. But now he's out of the picture. What does this mean for someone like him? But I can see MVP winning in that because he's such he's doing such good work on the mic. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'll yeah. just give him... It's not the main title anyway. It's a secondary title. He doesn't need to have long, you know, drawn-out matches. So let him win the title and let Apollo Cruz chase. And, Wait, what, yeah. what, what do you guys think of like the new title, the, the, the design itself? The look have, you, have you seen the photo of it, Greg? I have, I have. I have. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm sorry. It's, it's nice. It's nice. It's a good job. That's why I think. <laughs> I, you guys don't agree here. I actually do like it. I think it's less obnoxiously USA than the previous one. You know how the previous one literally has like the flag yeah. on it and it's bright and red, white, and blue. La. I, I feel like the new one is a little bit more subtle, but also you can see the elements of the US. So I think that's cool. Um, Greg, do you like the new IC belt design as compared <laughs> to the old one? <laughs> um, I, I think the, the recent belts have been quite, quite well designed in, in, mm. in my take. That's how yeah. I see it. Yeah. You, Even the okay. purple one, well, which one was that? The purple one's the uh, cruiserweight, right? Cruiserweight, but now they changed the, the strap purple. to black. Oh, did they? Okay. Yeah, they All removed right. the purple. You see, you see how you see you see how uh, out of the eye of this, but okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of which, but, the, I, right, I, keep up. I'm really enjoying the cruiserweight stuff uh, with um, Escobar. So hasn't he changed his? Oh, he changed his He's, name to Escobar. Right? Escobar. I forgot his first name already, but El Fantasma. Fantasma. El Hijo Fantasma. Yeah, he Anmas became Escobar and recruited like his own, like you know. And of course, the name Escobar, like, you know, implies, oh, heel, bad guys, right? So he has his own, like, <laughs> like faction, lah, you know? But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, to be honest, I like the Intercontinental title, the new design, but I love the old one because that's what I grew up on. The, you know, the one that Cody had when it was white color? The white color, yeah. Yeah. Mm. But, um, but, but the one with the, the black best. strap. I love that one. Yeah. Because I, the was... one I have, I have a replica of that one. Isn't it the one with uh, when it was Shawn Michaels wearing it? It was Razor Ramon wearing it. And they actually kept it for a while. Chris Jericho had it. Uh, China had it when she won the title. It was that era. Oh, uh, Attitude Era. Yeah. Attitude Era one. The current one, it's nice, but nothing has been done with it. So, mm. 
you know. Yeah. I think what makes a great belt uh, for me personally is if holders. it if it's yeah the holders. I mean, I'm talking about design wise. Oh, design wise. I, yeah. I think I think if you make it very ornate and like lovingly crafted, right? Yeah. So it it feels like there's effort being put into the belt. Then I think it gives it more prestige. Yeah, la, prestige lah. That's why they need to stop showing their stupid TNT title because it's not <laughs> finished. I know, I know. Yes. There's an excuse, but freaking just don't show it or something because it looks like trash. It looks like mm. oh, looks like a toy belt you buy from Toys R Us. Anyway, uh, Polo Cruz MVP. My pick is actually let MVP win just to you know be a dick. I, I would, I would actually agree. I would actually think MVP is the more compelling character right now. Yeah, because Apollo Crews is still very bland. Yeah. I don't uh, know what they can do. Greg, do yourself a favor. Just mm-hmm. just randomly check out like MVP promos from mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks of Ross and his backstage yeah. promo and all that. Yeah. He, had, yeah. okay, he comes across, why he's been so compelling, right? He comes across as a very cerebral kind of sports agent. You know, the, mm. the, the, he knows okay. the exact okay. buttons to push. And he's one mm. of the reasons why Bobby Lashley is not with Lana anymore. So that's always a win. <laughs> yeah, they buried their whole storyline completely. Finally, okay, let's move on then. Um, yeah. Okay, Bailey versus Nikki Cross for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I have been very um, impressed with Sasha Banks and Bailey in the last couple of weeks. Like you know how Charlotte was just on every show. Now it's Bailey and Sasha, but I'm not sick of them because they're just so lovably irritating as heels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what what Greg? What's your thoughts on Bailey as a heel? Have you have you seen some of her heel work recently? Yeah, I I have. So, I think I think she's slowly growing into it. Mm. It's, I think it's very hard when your entire gimmick is around being that fan pleasing child, yeah, child kissing yep. you know, character. Uh, so I think her it was really stacked against her at the start. Mm-hmm. But from what I've seen recently, it's been it's been slowly coming in. You know, yep. you know, with with with, uh, with her two belts and everything now. Um, I like it. I like I like the current her current angle with uh with Sasha Banks. Like I said, like, it feels like her gimmick is essentially what the Iconics were, but less shrill and what more high profile. That's it. I, I thought yeah. her, her heel character reminds me of a Karen. Like. She's basically a Karen. <laughs> <laughs> she should just change her name to Karen Bailey. She became a Karen. <laughs> she literally is a Karen. Okay, it's, it's, it's also maybe the hair, the haircut too. It's, the haircut's it's, a little it's bit the more hair. Like, yeah, the hair. It's yeah, the suburban mom hair. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, what yeah. are Nikki Cross's chances of actually pulling this one out? And, you know... Do they have the faith to give Nikki Cross the title, or is Bailey holding on to this? Silence. Like, I see nobody I, gives <laughs> Nikki Cross a chance. I think it's, it's great. You're thinking. I, I right? want to see a change. I want to see a change. I want to see Nikki Cross take it. Yeah. You do you like Nikki okay, Cross I think, I think, as a character. I think she's a good character. I like. I like it. Yeah. yeah. She. I feel like Nikki Cross as a character. She has her moments, but not a lot. I don't know if she's being overshadowed by Alexa Bliss, but I will say that Alexa Bliss has taken quite a back seat she's been sort of being uh, she's been focused less on than Nikki Cross which I appreciate because I want to see Nikki Cross you know I mean we've seen Alexa Bliss do the thing already right so now it's more focused on Nikki Cross like other than crazy lady and then she's had like her very fired up promos here and there like what's the extra sauce you know like I know she was crazy in NXT, NXT. and they really played it up but on Smackdown on Raw it's like you know Put the volume yeah. to five only on her crazy, not ten. Mm. So, I, do, do you yeah. do you you guys miss his her promos in NXT? Do you guys remember this? Yeah, uh, particular angle where she said, "I know who did it." Yes, in with regards to the um accident that happened. Champa, in, was it Champa? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's the let yeah. Nikki play stuff, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who did it. Oh, and I know who did it. Turns yeah. out to be Gargano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was that, awesome stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that that make her really compelling because the way she played off of Alistair mm-hmm. Black. Yeah. And and mm-hmm. that darkness, and I think just yeah, like she was a wild card in that sense. Mm. Um. So. I I honestly don't see Nikki Cross pulling it out. Like. I see Bailey continuing her momentum forward. So this one so, I'll have to so pick Bailey. Cro- Cross. Uh, so Cross loses, but still chase. You think or maybe or, someone else? Or, or maybe Alexa Bliss uh, heel turns. Mm. Who knows? Mm, I don't know. Maybe. They have become such a lovable duo for me. They like have, yeah, they really have. But you know, I kind of miss Alexa Bliss at the main title scene, being the bitch that she used to play, lah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. So, I love I love all of her. So yeah, yeah. Much. Any excuse to have Alexa Bliss on the screen, huh? Yeah. How's How's Cohen, huh? By the way, Cohen. <laughs> he what does. A, he's not a fan a of Alexa Bliss. Right? Remember? Is it no more? Yeah, I don't know, man. He's, Why? Uh, he moved on. I thought. Wait, I didn't know about this. I mean, when 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 you're that age, you know, like, your no, your interest. He said it on our podcast. I remember he was like, oh, actually, not really. Oh, he told you all that. Yeah, <laughs> he's moved on. He yeah, he very impressionable, I guess, at he, that point. He, he, yeah. I'm pretty sure he recently asked me about okay, anyway. Anyway, okay. okay. uh, Oscar, <laughs> Oscar versus Sasha What's Banks that? for the Raw Women's Championship. Okay, obviously, yeah. I want Oscar to hold on to it, but. Another part of me also wants to see Sasha and Bailey become double champ, like champ, 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 like hold all the belts and just start this obnoxious heel run. What do you guys think? I, I love Sasha Banks mm-hmm. as, as her iteration right now. And obviously, it's, they, are, they have been foreshadowing for ages, Sasha Banks and Bailey, right? Yeah. And, and do, do you guys feel that because of this pandemic, I think Sasha Banks has kind of like moved to the forefront. I don't know whether she's pushing for her character backstage or mm. she's taking more, putting more of an effort in, in how she's being presented. But I feel like this, she's using this as an opportunity. We talk about how some wrestlers feel that, okay, this pandemic is an opportunity for them to actually stand out and move further up with the cut. I think mm-hmm. Sasha Banks has been having the attitude. To me, I feel like it's because of her association with Bailey. Because Bailey has, you know, elevated her position, therefore Sasha Banks as well. Because to be honest, like, you know, they've feuded before. They've had like times where they were together before and it was always Sasha Banks in the forefront, right? Mm. So I feel like this time around, it's m- more Bailey sort of pushing the narrative forward. Whereas Sasha Banks is there, you know, she's still a part of the storyline, but she's not the main focus. It's more on Bailey, I feel. Yeah. So now, like, I-, I see what you're saying. This could be the impetus where Sasha finally turns face and takes on Bailey because, you know, Bailey costs her the title match. Mm-hmm. Whereas earlier in the night, maybe Sasha helps Bailey retain her title. Yeah. But I, the other part of me doesn't want to see that happen because, like I said, like, I want to see them hold all the titles and just be obnoxious. <laughs> you know, just yeah, rain terror over the women in uh, Raw, SmackDown, NXT. Do you, do you see an angle happening where, where Bailey doesn't retain but Sasha wins? then there's another reason for... Yeah, could be another jealousy. Well. Yeah, jealousy angle. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think that yeah. could make for a better face turn for Sasha. Because, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, what, what do you think, of, uh, Greg, about Sasha Banks? Mm-hmm. And how, how, how she's been presented this year? Remember, especially after she came back, she returned, she had a whole meltdown last From, year. Yeah, like she, went to, she went to Japan and trained and she came back as well. So yes. Think, yeah. She yeah, trained with who? Uh, she she trained with who? Uh? 
Do the social bank straight away, huh? Do you remember? Hey, Najwan corrected me, you know, after know. the podcast. Do you know what is Greg? He? No, no, what he said to you. <laughs> so, okay, because you, you have to tread lightly, you know, with all these very expert wrestling fans. Uh. No, because uh, I, 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 I was talking, okay, do, do you see the episode that we had a couple of weeks ago with uh, Greg Morgan, this American podcaster? No, sorry, I missed that one, yeah. Yeah, so so uh, basically, he he's just curious to know like about Japan and the kind of stuff because he's always wanted to go to Japan, right? And then and then right. he mentioned about yeah, like you said, oh, he went she she went to Japan to train with like uh, one of the female uh, coaches Famous. and legends yeah. there. And I mistakenly say Emi Sakura. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then Nashwan dropped you a message, <laughs> slid yeah. into your DMs like, bro, that's wrong, bro. Who was it, ah? Huh? Is is Sakura? Sakura. Murai? No, close, close. I cannot pronounce her full name, but it's that one. It's the one. She's you the, you said it all, but one, one letter was wrong, and that's all you. <laughs> you, you almost had it. Sakura but I can imagine Mura. straight away all the. Uh, I can imagine the Singapore Wrestling Society and the Surface yeah. Pro straight away. Wow, flip table. You won't step know about your Japanese wrestling. Yeah. You actually <laughs> I, I, I will readily admit I have no idea what the answer is. So. Okay, okay. Yeah. No, the reason why Sato. I. Sato. Correct. The reason why I was like, yeah. shit, why did I get this right? Was because I really watched her perform. She was at the SPW show, the most recent right, one. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, but yeah, Sasha, Sasha <laughs> with, uh, with her at Sendai Girls, is it? Yes, Sendai Girls, yeah. <laughs> and also with Dick Togo, interestingly. Oh, okay. Togo, Togo trained her in one session as well. So he was there for a guest in that Sendai Girls. So hey, it all comes around. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so but yeah, back to I this raw. I'm, sorry, I'm excited yeah. to see her back. Yeah, yeah. So I think seeing her back is quite cool. She, she looks she looks re-energized compared yep. to before she took her break. Uh, yep. Even I don't know because I mean I follow her on on Twitter and, and uh, IG. Like she even the way she's posting sounds a lot more fired up than it was. Really? Yeah. Back then. Like, not, I feel it just feels that way. Like she really mm-hmm. wants to show what she can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if you recall her earlier on, right, she was always seen as like the most like you know strong style kind of wrestler you know like, among the four horsewomen she was it was always between her and uh, and Becky Lynch to be like that you know really hard hitting technically very sound but that kind of got lost in the main roster mm. I feel mm. from what she had in NXT you know she was doing the, you know, the, the double knees and meteoras um, so I think seeing her back now and she's really incorporating her bank statement into quite unique ways I, I saw her counter against uh, Kyrie. Kyrie mm. said at the last match as well so I mean I think she looks really re-energized so I, I want to see her you know hopefully take this one speaking of Kyrie Sane sorry yeah. um, do you think she's going to stay in the WWE the rumors are that she might go back to Japan and just you know call it quits yes yeah, seems like it so yeah because I don't know if yeah. she's going to yeah get to that main title picture anytime soon la. Mm. you guys know the, the backstory behind this right the fact that she's married and her husband is back in Japan what do you mean the backstory? No, as in the reason why she's she wants to Oh she wants to go to home la. Yeah, la, yeah, la, yeah, la. yeah yeah because she recently got married only I think after mm. WrestleMania. Mm. But she's she hasn't had a chance to, you know, be with her husband. Yeah. Uh, especially with the pandemic and all. But do you think it's a bit wasted in the sense that she, she obviously her potential is through the roof. She hasn't accomplished all that she would accomplish in mm. WWE yet. But I mean if her personal yeah. goal is to lead a happily married life, then you know it, it should be what she does, like at the end of the day. Yeah, true. Yeah. I, and she's had I a good guess. run. I mean, she has, her run's better than, let's just say, you know, like, like Kenta, for example, right? She had a mm. much stronger run. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if she feels that this is good enough for her and she's, you know, she's not aiming to become, you know, women's champion mm-hmm. or either, either brand, 
I think you know then all the best to her. I think I think it's um, the right call. Was she previously from Stardom before she came? Uh, yes, she, she and uh, Io Shirai were both. Mm. Both were yeah. Do you, do, you, yeah. do you feel that her going back there, like if she were to leave WWE, would still be a strong position for her? Or do you see her going elsewhere? Well, I mean, again, it's back to the, the backstory. I'm not sure if she's going back to retire or is she going back to wrestle in stardom again. I'm not so sure about that. Uh, yeah, so the, what, yeah, what she stated was that she, she wants to do like one more year of wrestling. But that one year of wrestling is like more of like a re- not say a retirement tour, but like basically back in Japan, back mm. in her hometown yeah. before she retires yeah. for good. Uh. Okay, okay, and that's great for stardom too, right? Because yeah. I mean, they need all that star star power. No pun intended, <laughs> right now as well. So yeah. I, I can see that working out quite well for them. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I, I, for for you as like a promoter, like why 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 do all these female wrestlers? They seem for them their shelf life seems to be their early thirties. That's where they stop wrestling. Like you see, like Lita, Trisha, just all retired mm. in their early thirties, and is it because of the 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 the, the bruises that they amount their body? No, it forces I, them to I, retire I faster. It's, it's, I don't want, I don't want to generalize because I mean, mm. if you look at if you look at Japan, right? I mean, Japan, like the mm-hmm. you know the the wrestlers and the, both the guys and girls, they wrestle till they're they're very very mature ages. Um, so I definitely don't think it's a it's a gender thing, you know. Okay. Um, it's a personal preference yeah, I, I thing, know. La, you yeah. know? A lot of these, yeah, a lot yeah. of them, you know, leave the business because, you know, they want to pursue other things, be it start a family or do yoga. Like, <laughs> isn't that what Trish is doing? Trish Radis? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pursue other interests, yeah. la. Other interests, because... la. Yeah. Like Michelle McCool is like a, a trainer, right? Like a trainer as well. Yeah. Or yeah. Something, something like that. Yeah, so. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, go, going back to Kyrie saying, it's not as if she's going to leave the wrestling business forever. I'm sure she'll come back and, you know, people will remember her, so. There's even talks about WWE making her an ambassador in Japan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Essentially, to keep her away from AEW, lah. is that the, the play <laughs> here? It's, it seems like it. <laughs> interesting, very interesting. Anyway, let's Did- go back to the Raw Women's Championship title scene. Now, Asuka, Sasha Banks. The interesting thing is, if you watch the latest episode of Raw, we have two returning uh, women, Bianca Belair and Shayna Baszler. Finally, they're back. Oh, nice. Okay. So the Raw Women's, yeah, the Raw Women's title scene seems to be uh, women's uh, uh, entire roster seems to be a little bit more, you know, vibrant now, right? So now we have more challenges other than Nia Jax. Which actually, what happened to the whole Nia Jax Asuka thing? Uh, it's just dead already. It's done. It just it just dropped. I don't know for some reason Nia Jax kind of disappeared. She, yeah, she was like a hot favorite to be like, you know, the one being pushed and all of a sudden, poof, disappeared again. Oh, wait. Did, did Nia Jax get injured? I think she got injured. Legit injury. Yeah, yeah, legit oh, injury. Legit I remember this. Because uh, she got injured, uh, someone else got It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Injured. One of the other girls got injured. I remember who. Right, because her, uh, Charlotte lah. Charlotte, yes, Charlotte, yeah. yeah. Because her feud with Asuka is far from over because they've had a whole bunch of like false finishes and like, you know, screwy finishes. So there hasn't been that definitive Asuka beats Nia Jax match yet. Correct, correct. So and she, yeah. Why I remember Nia Jax was the one that got injured was because in the weeks prior leading up to it, people were angry because she supposedly injured Kairi Singh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then they were like, mm. oh, when she got injured, like, yeah, serve mm. you right. So... <laughs> In a way, I feel like maybe Asuka retains here so she can bring up the rest of the division, like have matches with Shayna, have matches with um, Bianca. Do, do, you know what's, do you know what I think that's interesting? We always talk about how the women's division in NXT is like always one of the best, right? Strong, yeah, very in, strong. Yeah, in the US especially and all that. But I feel that now with all these uh, you know, roster movements here and there, mm. I feel like Raw's scene is pretty stacked. Well, I mean... Only because two of them return and we are excited about it. Like, who knows how they'll book them? You, you know what I mean? At least with <laughs> NXT, we know that, okay, even if they have talent leaving to go to the main shows, they will find ways to book them properly to build their characters. Like now mm-hmm. on NXT, freaking Aaliyah is getting a spotlight. Okay, you know, but, but yeah, oh. yeah I, I completely agree. I do not disagree with what you're saying, but in terms of star power, man, yeah, stack, man. Yo, you can have all the stack talent you want but if they don't feature them if they feature the same old people all the time it's not going to mean any, anything yeah, right? yeah, so, and, like and we know that WWE sometimes well more than sometimes has the propensity to do shit like that yeah it's, it's, it's very disappointing especially when you have someone like Shayna Baszler sitting on the sideline for two Dude, months plus I want to see Bianca Belair show out like oh, the, Bianca Belair is just a star waiting to bring. Yeah, all the, the, amazing. the physical feats of uh, athleticism that she can do. She needs to go out there and show. <laughs> show out. Yeah. Did you guys see her backstage promo on Raw this past week? I think to, to, she, she appeared as the tag team partner uh, with Ruby, Ruby Riot. Which is the, the, to- the most random pairing, by the way. Like, how? No, <laughs> how? I, 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 the YouTube comment, there was one YouTube comment that says, this is what happens when the punk girl and like the ghetto hood girl get together to defend against the mean girls in the class. <laughs> <laughs> like, right, right, that's right. Funny. Yeah. yeah, that's funny. But yeah, like, like my point exactly, I think I think Bianca Belair in terms of natural talent, natural mm. charisma and athleticism, I think she's like the perfect combination, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and seeing, uh, I don't know if you guys see her in uh, break, Breaking Ground when they were doing all these competitions in for the NXT uh, performance when she was still training in NXT, mm, mm. She, like you said, she was passing all the all the different fitness tests. Oh, you like mean the man. NXT the combine? Yeah, yeah, the combine. Yeah, yeah. the NXT combine. So, so you, you know, know what I told me right? Yeah, yeah. Like you know, um, NFL they have this thing called the NFL combine. Essentially, all these pre these draft picks are or whatever these uh, guys who are going into NFL teams, they will do like hundred meter dash or don't know lift weight or. Like basically to test their physical fitness and Bianca Ballet basically tops every single one. It's like, yeah. she's like physically really the EST. La. That's probably why her gimmick is that law. So. Yeah. And I don't think it's just for the women, right? I think it's for the guys. As in like, she, she, her, her strength is comparable. I guess so. I guess so. So anyway, um, the Raw women's title looks a little bit more exciting la, than the SmackDown side. Let's just put it that way. The tag team... <laughs> Titles, of course, is like just decoration at this point for <laughs> Bailey and Sasha to wear. Uh, let's move on then. Okay. Um, eye for an eye match. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about this. <laughs> Rey this Mysterio. Is called, hmm? This is why it's called the horror show, right? 
well, one of the reasons anyway, Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins. And okay, like Greg was saying earlier, right? When you read the title, you're like, oh, so is this a grudge match? Lah? You know, an eye for an eye, you know, metaphorically. No, the stipulation is the match can only be won when one competitor extracts an eye of their opponent. Okay, well, what the hell? What the hell, guys? <laughs> now, first of all, okay, do you think this is going to be a cinematic match? For them to pull this off, because it, it, ha- it has to be, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> no. Or, or what? You're gonna have some freaking fake eye and blood in the ring? No, right? They're, they're gonna do like a goal slash final destination slash hostel kind of situation. I'm pretty sure. Of course they can't, <laughs> but you know they can't. So this is either gonna be hokey as hell, or like I, I, I well, if anything, if anything, they got me. Like, I want to watch this just to figure out how the hell they pull this off, <laughs> right? Are they actually going to have like a fake eye? Because, okay, we all know that nobody's going to pull the other person's eye out for real. So, how are they going to do this? Is it going to be CGI? <laughs> Can you imagine? Freaking computer and graphics. Also, what does this mean moving forward, right? So, yeah. the guy's wear an eye patch? Yeah, for, for the rest of his or career. What? <laughs> or what? He got his <laughs> eye put back, so he's okay again. <laughs> like, like, like Thor <laughs> in Endgame. Like, remember, he got his eye ripped out and then he got a fake eye. Yeah, yeah. But it's such a... I don't know, man. But okay, so were these two getting violent before this? Like, yes. Up? Is there, okay. So there is a reason why they want to... So the whole story the is... Um, Seth Rollins, you know, his uh, preacher gimmick, he's like Messiah of Monday yeah. Night Raw, right? So one yeah. Raw, he actually like shoved Ray's eyeball into the corner of the steel steps. And then there's blood coming okay. out of his mask. So it was very brutal. And then yeah. um, Seth has been trying to recruit Dominic. He attacked Dominic, uh, Ray's son. So it's a very personal feud. So okay. an eye for an eye, yes, mm. in metaphorically definitely works here. And you know, that, there mm. was the whole like Ray Mysterio selling the eye injury. with He has the mask with one eye closed. <laughs> so, you know, they go back and mm. forth. Alistair Black is involved as well. Humberto Carrillo as well, because they are like friends of Ray Mysterio. Yeah. Or basically talent, they have nothing better to do. La. So they okay, like, you, you get these two on your side to fight with Murphy and the others. And then they've escalated it to a point where Ray comes out on Raw and says the stipulation. You know, they had a match for the stipulation and Ray was the one who won. Mm. So he said, it's an eye for an eye match. And, you know, I want your eye. And that was that. So everyone was like, oh, what? Uh, How does this work? (laughs) So that's what we're left with. Like, how is this going to work? Are you interested, Greg? Are you like, no, knowing the stip, are you yeah. morbidly curious as to how this will play out? I'm all in for this now, man. Like, I'm gonna renew my. I'm gonna resub right away now that you told me all these details. They sold okay, it. Okay. They sold it. <laughs> it worked. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. It worked. But again, okay, put all that aside. Put all the storyline nonsense aside, right? Yeah. Ray Mysterio and Seth Rollins in a straight up like wrestling match. Mm. I think that's pretty awesome dream match. Do you think? It'd be think amazing. So? I think so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, man, and, and especially okay. like. For, for me, lah, personally, especially ever since Ray returned to WWE and like, looking all like he was in 1996, all lean and shredded as fuck, his, his matches, I mean, with Andrade has been awesome. I yeah. think he, he had a pretty good run with uh, Brock Lesnar and Dominic involved and all that. Mm. Do, yeah. do, don't, you, don't you feel like he, he, he's very timeless and ageless, <laughs> especially how he's been performing, man? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and especially because he leaned out a little bit more so he can, you know, do some of the quicker moves. You know, be, be, remember he got quite big size at one point as well? 
Yeah. And he Sunday, lost he yeah. yeah, a bit uh, of the quickness. Uh, to be fair, I mean, you know, age and everything has slowed him down, like, objectively speaking. But there's always the mystique of Rey Mysterio. And this is obviously his way of, like, you know, putting the next generation over. Um, obviously, Dominic is going to play a role in this. Now, is this where Dominic turns? Man, you know, man. Wait, because what, what, what do you think, Greg? Amazing. What do you think of Dominic? <laughs> He's the most consistent prop they've used in wrestling for so From long. Eddie Guerrero, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I was just still with the storyline. Yeah, I, I was just watching uh back like that feud from 2005, right? Mm. And seeing how small yeah. that kid is. He's mobile, and, yeah. and to see how he has outgrown his dad and taking <laughs> like suplexes from Brock Lesnar, like. The time has just flown, man. Yeah. I mean, could this be his... Like, everyone wants to see, I think uh, most of us do. I, I, we've said it on the podcast before. Dominic turned on his dad and um, essentially joined Seth Rollins, become a disciple. And then, obviously, that will lead to Mysterio versus Mysterio, father versus son. You don't get any more compelling and emotional than that, right? And it doesn't even have to be a wrestling match, you know? The fact that a son and a... Father, mm. trading blows tells itself as a story. So I want to see that at WrestleMania and then have the crowd cry and oh my god, I don't believe they're doing this. You know that kind of stuff. I don't know, man. I don't. I which, do not which, know. Which, uh, which, which turn would you find more incredulous? This uh, a Dominic turn or the Candice LeRae turn from that cinematic Gargano match from a few months back? <laughs> incredulous. This is WWE. Like, la. This is pro wrestling. Nothing is incredulous. Enough, Anything enough. can happen. <laughs> <laughs> we were laughing so hard at that one. That was so funny. About Candice becoming a heel all of a sudden. <laughs> well, okay, to be fair. And then, and then turning back again, right? <laughs> yeah. The, the Candice thing I actually was okay with. Because like, oh, it was a ploy all along. And then she's actually helping her husband, you know? Yeah, People yeah, can influence yeah. their other halves like mm-hmm. that. So I actually buy that yeah. story. Oh, no. So I, I, I don't mean in a bad way. I just oh, okay. mean in a, in a laugh, laugh out loud. Like, what? Amazing. I'm going to hashtag or something about this. Yeah. This will be up there. I think Dominic turning would be something which is ridiculous, but I can see it happening. So okay. this, yeah. this match yeah. kind of has a lot going for it. Dominic, will he turn? <laughs> How are they going to pull off the extraction of the eye? The can can I just confirm? Uh, it's stipulation is, is, is you, you will blind the other guy or it literally says no. extract the Extracts eye. Extract and like eye. Yeah. Expand the extract. Eye. <laughs> like, what the hell? Like, okay. The other way they could do this is have it be a known contest, which would be a huge stinker. No, it's, it's That's like doing a first blood with no no blood, blood. like DQ, both DQ. Right? Okay, like yeah, you guys I, remember, can't, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, you guys remember when the inferno match was first announced and the stipulation uh-huh. was to burn, burn the other person. Yeah. Like probably this is mm-hmm. what, was what wrestling fans were like in 1998. Like, are they really gonna burn each other? No. Then remember that but they did match? though, right? Yeah, they did. Somebody got set on fire, but then it was like very Kane, obvious. Kane has that flammable liquid, yeah. whatever. He's oh, because I'm, Kane, my arms on fire, he shook yeah. it off. Because Kane came yeah. out with long sleeves. It's like okay, we know who the hell is gonna get burned now. Yes, them to be the long sleeve guy. The long sleeve guy, guy obviously, versus Which the guy wearing trunks. Okay, okay. <laughs> a, a bit of wrestling trivia knowledge. Do you guys know? There was one other person that got burned in the Inferno match that wasn't Kane. There's oh, only really? one other person that got burned that wasn't Kane. Who? Take her. No one will, no one, none of you will know and I'm pretty sure a lot of you will know. Wow. Which, which era is this from? Uh, mid-2000s. Inferno match? Uh? Bray yeah, Wyatt? Inferno match. Nope. Edge? Nope. Who was in Inferno match? I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, who who, who he else? Came, he, he just came to me. Go, go for it. Go it's, for it. It's pretty random. 
Okay, you can, uh, give up ah. You guys all give right, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, this happened in Armageddon 2006 if I'm not wrong. I'm not, oh. if I'm not wrong. But the match was Kane in an Inferno match versus MVP. It was MVP? Oh, man. MVP lost. MVP wears a bodysuit, so it makes sense. Yeah, he got the Power Ranger suit, but yeah. he got burned on his back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you really are the WWE wrestling um, encyclopedia. Bro, I'm Tony Khan without the money and the business. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. No, but, but well, it's, it, it, yeah, yeah. It's, you're, you're exactly right. Because there's that out in an Inferno match. If you're fully covered, you're fully clothed. You can cheat your way, but how are you gonna cheat your way? Gonna way? Eye. How are you gonna cheat this? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. And what if if Ray loses? Is he gonna be blind in both eyes? Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> hey then blindfold match next. Oh my wow. god! No no no! He he become Daredevil lah. Daredevil. Oh. <laughs> he really he really got the mask. Okay, let me test your um WrestleMania knowledge then. Oh my god! Okay, well, what's up? Ray Mysterio came out dressed as um his suit was like a Daredevil suit. Which WrestleMania ah. was it? WrestleMania 19. Really? I'm going to Google this right now. Okay, you know why I know that? Why? He always wears very specialty masks during like a big release of a superhero movie. So 2003 was Bad Devil. It came out. So that was WrestleMania 19. I, I need to see if... Wow. If you get this right, huh? Bro, I can name, name all the times he was wearing a specialty outfit. <laughs> he wore a Wolver... Okay, WrestleMania what? What do you say? 19. Bro! You really are encyclopedia, bro. Bro, do you know? Do you guys know WrestleMania 27? He wore a Captain America uh, getup when he fought Cody Rhodes. Cause that was the release of the first oh. Captain America. Okay, okay. WrestleMania 20. What did he wear? WrestleMania 20. Superhero. Oh shit! What was what came out during that year? No, this movie has not come out. There's no uh, movie. Oh, The Flash. Oh, It's correct. Of course. What the shit? He, Bro, took, uh, he, he wore the Joker outfit in 2009 against JBL because 2008 was the Dark Knight. Oh my... Okay, Silver Surfer. Uh, this one... This, this one seems a bit... Because the outfit is just very silver, that's all. Summer Slam 2007, I think. What the fuck, bro? <laughs> hey, my mind is... Legit. It's not about me, bro. It's about Greg. Please. Can we stick to the... Okay, one more, one more, one more. I'm amazed. I, yeah, right, my, my... Batman. Batman? Mm. This wasn't a... This wasn't a WrestleMania, right? No. This was a SummerSlam? Yes. 2008? No. Oh, Shit. we fight... <laughs> wait, wait. Finally got one. <laughs> yeah, finally got one. Batman? Okay, you must... Okay, give me a clue. Like, okay, who, who was... Who was he fighting against? Um, I don't know. It doesn't say on this. Oh, Miz. He fought the Miz. He fought the Miz as Batman? Yeah, in the... SummerSlam 20... Oh, so he... Okay, it's a recent SummerSlam. Okay, yeah. yeah, 20... Recent 28... No, not... It's a double digit, like, as in after the 2010s. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. It's, it's early decade, right? Early 2010s. Yeah. <sighs> We finally found one that stumped him. Okay, you, know, you, know how, you know how when you grow old... Like the the more recent stuff just you forget, yeah, each other. yeah, yeah. Like 2000 is like my jam era, mm. okay. But I would say this is 2012. There you go, SummerSlam 2012. Yeah. You're right, basket. I cannot believe this. It is what it is, bro. I just know shit. 
for no that, for no that's reason. Why, that's why you guys are who you are. You guys are the experts in this field. No, he's uh, the expert. You are the podcast. I, I'm just the I'm just the mark. That's all. No, okay. no, 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 no. If Young knows all the night, you can quiz him on nineties knowledge. No, 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 no. But I don't rem- I, like. I remember the big moments, like you know your WrestleMania moments. Uh, who's the Brett screw job, Brontrell screw job, um, mm-hmm, Hogan mm-hmm. slamming Andre, all that kind of stuff. But not like specifics like that. Like I'm not going to remember what color tights Shawn Michaels wore during the Iron Man match with Red Hart? I think white. Probably he wears a lot of white. Anyway, that's a good guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's finish this card. Extreme okay, rules. Okay. No, no, but, but, let, 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 let's just set the record straight. My wrestling knowledge will only appeal to my from late 90s until 2010s. It's, I it's think still, the, this past decade is not. It's, it's still amazing to me. Anyway, um, okay. <laughs> okay, we have Drew McIntyre versus Dolph Ziggler for the WWE Championship. Stipulation to be determined. Okay, so the whole gimmick yeah. is that Dolph um, is upset that Drew hasn't thanked him because Dolph was yeah. the one who brought Drew back to the WWE when Drew went away for a while. Remember, Drew was his bodyguard. He's like heavy. Yeah. Yeah. And then they've had this back and forth. You know, I've actually enjoyed that. I, I always enjoy Dolph Ziggler's work. Like, you know, I'm quite a huge fan of his. A bit biased because I've met him in real life. Um, and then he's basically held this stipulation. Like, he hasn't told him what the stipulation is just p- to play mind games. So you got two things here. What do you think the stipulation is? And I don't think actually, does anybody think Dolph Ziggler is going to win? <laughs> like really... <laughs> We all okay. know Dolph is like uh, a mid-boss. No. Yeah, I'm curious to know, Greg, what's your thoughts on the stipulation? What do you think it would be? Yeah. Uh, strap match. Strap match? What, what, what's the logic no behind idea. it? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Actually, okay, okay. <laughs> how, how about they play it up like, uh, a strap match so that Drew cannot have the distance to hit the claymore. Because that's, oh, that's, that's, that's his big smart. finisher, one, right? So you neutralize really, his big finisher. That's really smart. Yeah. So, strategically, it makes sense. And so you're Dolph, in close contact for your, for yeah. your zigzag. So it kind of, kind of makes yeah. sense. And Dolph can wrestle <laughs> him, whereas Drew is like the better striker, right? So you stay away from his finish, mm. big finisher. I, I, think, I think with that kind of uh, thinking, I think that's a pretty good idea. But then the, it seems too logical for WWE standard. Hey, yeah, so, yeah, so I was thinking, are you, are you asking me in terms of like if I were him? Yeah, and, logic. Yeah, you, like, right, right, yeah. Or like what would WWE do, you know? Yeah. WWE <laughs> would do like, like freaking uh, somebody I on would, a pole I, match. Oh, somebody a, on a pole. <laughs> it would be an actual Claymore match. Explore with a Claymore. Really. <laughs> like a Claymore mine. <laughs> They wouldn't do something oh. so awesome. Like, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be that awesome. Hey, but yeah. then again, they have somebody there's, there's removing no other... an eye, so who knows what the hell they could come up with. That's true. But there's no other like extreme, extreme rules on this extreme yeah. rules show, right? There's, well, like, it seems quite... like the main event, like, like the extreme stipulation yeah, is but... all these horror elements. Yeah, that's the horror show. Lah. But So, I, yeah. to be honest, um, like you said, I don't think this is going to be a horror-themed match. It's going to be a regular, like we've seen before type match. So like a strap match, I don't know, a chair match or... Okay, um, my personal 
preference mm. and it plays to Dolph Ziggler's strength. And also, I would think it would be a kick-ass match if they were using this stipulation. What if they have a ladder match? Okay. Yeah. Another one. Dolph, that, like, like Dolph Michael, is the quicker guy, so it makes sense for him to pick that. Yeah, like uh, Michaels and Razor Ramon. Or remember mm. when Dolph had this pretty awesome match with Luke Harper? Mm. Also a ladder match as well for the IC mm. title. Right, so right. I, I feel mm. that that would play into Dolph's strengths as he'll be the quicker of the two. That's one. Yeah. And and I feel that he he will be able to use it to his advantage mm. in the sense that like you said, if he can somehow mm-hmm. capture uh Drew and you know keep him handcuffed in some sort of form, and he can just zip up and get the title, it would be awesome. Do you think mm. that them not revealing the stipulation is a bad move in that you know like you're going into this with no expect like not say no expectation but like if if it were a ladder match i would rather promote it as a, a ladder match and show that Dolph Ziggler is such a quick guy he has great performances in ladder matches to make drew yeah. like the underdog la you know so that, that's mm. why i didn't call it for it to be a ladder or like a tlc or something awesome because if it was awesome they would sell in advance correct exactly you know, tbd is just asking for something which is like oh okay i guess it's a strap match you know, yeah it's a like wet fart match yeah it's like a throwaway <laughs> stipulation right correct and like i think so a, a strap match is interesting enough but it's not as spectacular as you know one of the other matches we've talked about last. so yeah, announcing yeah. it as a strap match wouldn't have drawn like the, the eyeballs the crowd you know you know what's a smart um, move that Dolph Ziggler will make what? Uh, it's not a stipulation per se but he said in this match the Claymore is banned oh some nonsense like that <clears throat> yeah something <throat> something like very, it's a heel kind of thing to say right, right, okay yeah I see what or maybe make it a two on one match uh, Robert Roode returns <laughs> <laughs> and then Drew destroys both of them and buries both of them no, no, no. A gauntlet match. Then he threw all his ex-partners that he put Oi, to the wayside. Oh, Heatless wow. Slater, freaking Jinder Mahal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Robert Root all come out. Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, God, wow. that, uh, yeah, that would be very interesting. I, I think it's something along the line where you will stack the cards against Drew McIntyre. Sure, it has to be. La. He, he has this in play. But then, he can't win, right? We all have established that he's not going to win. So Yeah, that's right. So, he will it, rise above Kate. So any the odds. So whatever they do, it will be burying Dolph Ziggler, lah. Uh, yes, right. <laughs> okay, well, in the case. Yeah, <laughs> right. So that kind of yeah, stuff. I, I somehow wish goal. that they would just just shock us and like have Dolph win. Ah, but you know that's just wishful thinking. Okay, main event. This is why this is called the horror show. The Wyatt Swamp fight. Braun Strowman, Bray Wyatt. Hmm. Mm. To be honest, I'm actually more looking forward to eye for an eye. Just because I want to know how they pull it yeah. off. Because this, I know, is just going to be... Okay, it'll be in a swamp. It's not going to be wrestling. I mean, I, you know what I mean? In, in the typical sense of we'll see great moves and shit. <laughs> it'll be punch kick, punch kick in a swamp. There'll be supernatural elements, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping there'll be crocodiles. Oh, God. But If not, it's not a swamp. Yeah, that's true. But remember, I keep remembering, I keep going back to Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. House of Horrors match. That's kind of like what a swamp match is, right? And that was a shit show. So, I'm like... Okay, wait, wait, wait. Un- unpopular opinion. I actually enjoyed that match. Really? Yes, I actually enjoyed that match. Okay, you know why I enjoyed that match, bro? Why? Like, how I enjoyed, you know, the home invasion between Triple H and Randy Orton. <laughs> remember that? Yo, see, but that one was okay, why? It's like, you know... No, it's... it's- 
featured terrible screaming and acting from Randy Orton's wife. And there was like, the, the, and then there was that whole uh, shining, you know that Moment. shining scene yeah. where he broke the, the door and he yeah. the face. Yeah. It was, it was so, it was so bad, but it was so memorable. Like, I still remember that very clearly. So I, and why I like, okay, a lot of people forgot what happened in that match. They mm. just know about the fridge. You guys know about the, in the, in that, in that, uh, that, that, that particular match, they had this weird ass haunted house, right? Yeah. And then in that, that, uh, that one particular scene, they knock, uh, Bray Wyatt knocked over a fridge over Randy Orton. Correct, correct. Yeah. But what, what a lot of people forgot was they had the match and then they had a limo waiting for them to bring them back into the arena. And the match ended in the ring. Which was, which was the dumbest part. Yeah, it was so dumb. You know why? First of all, the <laughs> they had a limo waiting so they had a driver waiting. Had yeah, yeah. Like wait for them to beat each other up and then send them to the arena. That made yeah. zero sense whatsoever. Correct, and, and the funny thing was when he was returning to the arena, right? They had mm. another match playing first. So oh. another match happened, and after the match ended, then Bray Wyatt returned. Yeah. And the funny thing is, apparently at the same time, Randy Orton also returned at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah, that match was just a clusterfuck, lah. So, but in the. Uh, so that's why, yeah, that's why I enjoy it. So I, oh. I hope it's like going to be a train wreck, a similar train wreck with this. It's like how you enjoy B movie, is it? Yes, uh, a shitty acting like I I don't know I I oh really my. don't. I'm just worried it's gonna be it's gonna be like the like the boneyard but not as good. Mm. Is my fear for this one? Yeah, because it's, it's the same thing, yeah. right? It's just two guys brawling in a brawling in a in a, in a dark. I, okay. I assume it's gonna be a night. Yeah, yeah. Right. let's let, let's let's try to flip this <clears throat> over and try to put a positive spin. What do you think will make this interesting? Like, what would save this gimmick or stipulation? What uh, will happen? Uh, a, a crocodile eating bronze Roman's arm. That will happen. <laughs> and that will still be, and, and, but, but that is still less interesting than someone's the eye being. Yeah, the eye. Right? So yeah. how do you top whatever is going to happen? Actually, eye? yeah, which is going to be the final match? Is it going to be extraction of eye or swamp fight? <laughs> nah, extraction of eye semi-main event. Yeah. Like, but somebody's <laughs> eye is on the line. Uh, like, what the okay. hell? Okay. Um, Here's, here's my idea of how I think they will make this gimmick salvageable. Only if they have a hologram appearance of Luke Harper <laughs> and Eric Rowan. Hologram? For what? <laughs> well, they, obviously, they can't have the actual person. <laughs> Just get two jobbers to wear the bloody sheep mask. <laughs> and go pick, put on a fake beard can already. Actually, that would be quite funny. You get two jobbers, I'm not, you know, NXT trainees to, with a similar build to put on the sheep mask and put on fake beards. Uh, it's uh, Rowan and Harper. Fake Diesel and fake Razor Ramon become fake Luke Harper and fake Rowan. <laughs> yeah, and, and purposely have Bronze Roman like destroy them easily. Just to, <laughs> And bury them, right? Yeah, yeah, just to like, you know. As much as we hate to see them take cheap shots, actually quite enjoy these cheap shots once in a yeah, while. Yeah, yeah, that, that would be quite funny. So yeah, two things. If they would have hologram or like some sort of appearance or callback of Harper and Rowan, that's one. Or they debut Sister Abigail. Ooh. That's the only that's way never gonna happen. They are always teasing Sister Abigail. It's never going to happen. Maybe that's like the end. Maybe it's the entire rip, but his entire career, right? You see, he, he keeps mentioning Sister Abigail, but he never, she never appears. Correct. That's yeah. his ultimate yeah. rip. So wait, hold on. I'm, I'm just realizing this is not a title match at all. So this not. is just a swamp fight. So technically, Bray could win this, huh? Yeah, Bray should win this. To even out the, the basically the series like, between the both of them. Right, but then 
okay, then what? Then have uh, Strowman versus The Fiend somewhere down the line. Uh, because that is oh, the right. match that obviously they want to build towards, right? And I think that but is doesn't the one have to win? Doesn't he have to win to then work his way up to Correct. the eventual like, I, I feel just the fiend. Exactly. I feel like Braun needs to defeat Bray Wyatt. And then finally Bray Wyatt is like, you know what? I'm bringing out my ultimate weapon, the fiend. You, you can look at it that way, but if you want to try to rationalize the WWE logic of it, right? Whoop. Whoa. That is WWE logic. There is no logic. In that. <laughs> Every <laughs> episode, this happens once. <laughs> no, only, only at the most exciting part because I remember yeah. it was an exciting discussion. Yeah, for okay, us so like what, jumping up and down, and then the phone falls. What? Well, okay, what happens <laughs> if Bray Wyatt wins this particular match, and because it's a non-title match, right? So now Bray Wyatt has some sort of supremacy, like mental edge over Braun Strowman, mm-hmm. and then Braun Strowman gets frustrated or like he literally gets buried in the soul or something. Like he basically barely makes it out alive. Yeah. And he's so angered by this and he said, you know what, I'm going to put my title on the line and I want to defeat your, your worst version of Bray Wyatt. To prove that I'm better than you. Something like that. But because, I feel, yeah. Like, it doesn't, wise, it doesn't, it doesn't quite stack. Like, like, I agree with Greg on this one. You have to work your way up to the final boss. And mm-hmm. it seems like where this is going as opposed to you win one, I win one. This is not the story here. You know? I feel like Bray Wyatt, the Swamp... Man, Bray Wyatt is just another level for him to go move up before he finally takes on the big one, which is the Fiend. It's it's really making Bray Wyatt look weak, though. Losing twice. I don't know, man. I think it's fine if the Fiend wins at the end. Okay. Yeah, the Fiend has to win. They better not be a Hell in a Cell match based in red light. (laughs) Yeah. Please, sir. But I mean, like we said before, like, I think Bray has reached a point where he doesn't need the title. He's a character on its own. He can just show up once in a while, do his thing. And, you know, he'll be scary no matter what. Yeah. If you want to put over the Fiend, right, then you can have his previous versions lose. So that's perfectly fine. Mm. So it makes the eventual Fiend encounter even more worthwhile. So I, I think it makes sense for Bray yeah. Wyatt. Do you guys feel that the Fiend has managed to get back a bit of his momentum that he lost against Goldberg? Or is it still, is that permanently destroyed? <laughs> Is that aura gone? No, it's destroyed. It's destroyed. Yeah. It's destroyed. He, For me, it's destroyed. I, I don't understand why, you know, the Fiend doesn't show up once in a while to just destroy random people and mm. get rid of it. Like, they seem to have, like, forgotten about, like, you know, doing that or just... Like squash matches? Yeah, squash matches. Like, not even matches even. Just come up, show up, just to destroy somebody and mm. just disappear. To just... Remind so people no, he's a menace. His presence, his yeah. presence is around. Like. Yeah, exactly. Because right now, like, no presence. Eh? You don't see much of him at all, ever. Uh, but there's this the... thing, right, right, where everywhere, every time he beats someone, he sends that person through some kind of, like, character change. Metamorphosis, right? It was, I think Daniel Bryan had that and then someone before the, that. The Miz. Miz. Yeah, and, and of course, uh, John Cena at, at, uh, at Mania, right? So... Yeah. Maybe now there's no one that they want to do a character change for. <laughs> so maybe there's, no, there's no need for the Fiend. Yeah. Maybe it's Braun. Yeah. There, there's something I really like about the Fiend's character, like how he his uh, rivalries have an impact on his opponent, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're gonna use it in the context of Braun, if he's he finally wins back the title from Braun uh, as the Fiend, and Braun basically goes on a rampage and becomes that violent 2017 like, yeah. crazy monster. I think that would be only be to the benefit la, of yeah. Braun. Yeah. My, okay, my, my problem with the Fiend is like you said, other than the fact that he's always not around, 
the guess who just <laughs> fell out and not around also? Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh. The, ti- you know, the timing is perfect. Your oh. timing is impeccable, lah. Not only is it impeccable, it just got reminded that I only got 20% left in my battery. Oh, so shit. we have okay. been talking for a long time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's, let's wrap it up then. Yeah. It's two and a half hours by the way, guys. Oh, jeez. Oh, it's long, man. It's going to yeah. be a long okay, ass video. Edit this down. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all live, bro. It's yeah, ain't no all, The whole thing? Okay, alright. Yeah. Okay, well, I was saying, right, yes. Yeah. The, the thing about The Fiend is that I think all, all wrestlers aspire to, to break the code, have this shortcut in life where they come out with a character where they do not need to wrestle all the time. Yeah. Where it's slowly character where they don't take bumps. And every, any, anytime they appear on screen, it's like massive TV mm. in a way. Yeah. So she's kind of like, he's there. But there's some wrestling cheat code right now. Yeah. No, yeah, exactly. Like we talked about before, he's there. He doesn't need to win the title. Him showing yeah. up is the attraction in itself. So he's, he's cracked the code. So yeah. in that sense, he, like he doesn't ever actually need to have to win the title, but... It's just along the way, hopefully they don't bury him too much. Lah. Bury him softly. Yeah. Bury him softly, yes. Like he still needs his wins to keep up the mystique. Yeah, it is. You know? it is. But so, uh, yeah, I can't see him winning though. Like who? Now that you guys say it like this, okay. like as in Bray Wyatt. Lah. Yeah. yeah, I'm going for Braun Strowman on this one. <laughs> So, seems, right. seems unanimous. Okay, with that said, and the two and a half hours and everything, uh, Greg, thank you so much for joining us, man. It has been a pleasure as no always. No problem. This was fun. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah any last words you want to throw out there to the wrestling fans? Um, you know, get people to try out, kick yes. out. If you are a pro wrestling fan, you mm. think you want to maybe get fit after this long circuit breaker, right? <laughs> we have a place for you. Right? Mm. It's, come, it's called Kickout. Come and sign up. We run classes uh, four times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturdays. Uh, you can find us on grapplemax.sg as always, or just text us on Facebook. So come and try it. Yeah. Nice. Yep. And bosses. Watch wrestling. So. Watch, Watch wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Watch somebody's eye get pulled out. Yes. Hide the kids. It's <laughs> Sounds bad, eh? Hide your kids, hide your wife. Man, I don't know. Uh, for an enemy, you know what we call, like, call that scene from the Avengers where Loki like yanks out the dude's eye in the very first one? The very first oh, Avengers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he uses that, that he uses his stuff, right? Stuff, like, yeah, to pull out the eye. I mean, it's only in like a CG, like a CG mesh rendering, but like the it's, idea was there. I'm, it's pretty gruesome. Though, eye yeah. I've been, I've, been, I've been picturing that since we mentioned oh. this match. <laughs> it seems like this match is the match that everyone wants to like sort of see what up. happens. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's, I, it's the hook, right? It's a, yeah. This is your greatest match ever of this this particular pay-per-view. You know? I, I'm going to call it a, yeah. a complete disappointment because nobody gets their eye pulled out. And yes, that is a disappointment. <laughs> nobody gets their eye pulled out and it's a disappointment because you of are that. a Sadistic. <laughs> well, that's because they marketed they it promised, like that. They promised it. They, they promised yeah. it, right? You gotta deliver. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. I paid my WWE network fees to see somebody's eye get pulled up, damn it. And they better Nine deliver an eye. <laughs> you know, I will unsubscribe. <laughs> Whoever loses, they need to wear an iPad for the rest of their career. Then Rey Mysterio is just blind. <laughs> la. Like, he, he wears like the Daredevil outfit lah. Oh, whole... oh my god. Okay, okay. We, 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 this is gonna go on forever until Extreme Rules. So mm. I think it's the right time to yeah. finish up this podcast, yeah? Okay, <laughs> as always, it's Mr. Young. And it's for in the building. Everyone, please take care. Make 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.